0: Live. What kind of Tokyo drift is this? Are we live? You're live, hey. hey, sure. Down here, welcome, born. We're live, coming at you. This is Thirsty Thursday. <laughs> it's it's funny because the uh, the delay in the stream is just now catching up. Uh, so this is going to be a new little segment that we do. I thought it would be. Uh, well, actually, it had nothing to do with my idea. What my idea at all. Uh, but the brains behind the operation said, you know what? Hey, let's do a segment once a week where we invite members of the community to come on to the show. And, uh, and we're we'll saying, And so we're going to call it Thirsty Thursday. We're going to have some choice adult beverages. Well, I guess we, most of us are, except oddly, I'm not for this one particular instance. But I believe you will see a cast that you recognize. It'll be... Uh, Jay Pink, we've got producing the
1: high yeah 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 yeah,
0: and uh, of course we have Mr. Ryan uh, uh, Rizan DeMay uh, representing uh, the Sports Turf King deal, and then we have Ray the Green Doc, but
1: our special
0: guest today, our special guest from the community, coming all the way from California himself we have mr j lobo how are you good sir
2: thank you thank you thank you happy to be here guys it's exciting first time on here and let's get it going yeah this
0: is this is exciting and i you know let's be real with everybody who who chooses to watch this which i'm sure there'll be like two or three people that decide to watch this but <laughs> we do a lot of these like that never make it onto youtube right where we just sit around and hang out and we have a good time and it's actually a lot of fun we have a lot of fun doing this now it gets weird that we know all of this is being broadcast to youtube so it's going to be forgive us if we feel if we come across as a little stiff um uh because we're we're, we're adjusting to this format we're, we're watching our language a little more than we normally do. And, uh, and we're probably going to try and be a little bit nicer than we usually are when it's just us hanging out as well, too. So, Hey, forgive us on this first attempt here, but we're just trying to have fun. So gentlemen, I got to know what is the topic of the night that we're going to be discussing?
3: Well, I heard we were going to come in and first look at all the soil tests, because I was told that, uh, once, green duck ray sees his ph he's probably going to need a nitroglycerin pill and maybe even a baby aspirin it's quite low. <laughs> it's bad but it's, it's high. all hope is not lost it's high. it's high. well a lot of things are high out in california sir
2: yeah that's correct that is correct uh the ph is one well, of them sir that's correct pH
3: is one of them. So uh, let's let's start here before we get into the whole soil test and all the gobbledygook and this geeked out nerd stuff that we're going to talk about because I'm really ready for that part. But first, tell us a little bit about your story, your lawn, California, like Southern California, Northern California. What kind of grass are you growing, and uh, how did you make the journey from um, you know Joe Sixpack taking care of his lawn to sitting here? amongst this, uh, let's be honest, brain trust of dudes that have forgotten more about grass than most people ever know, and it's really a sad existence. It truly is. I say that, and you know, it sounds conceited and egotistical, but it's a really sad existence for all of us that that's what we committed our <laughs> lives to, but here we are.
2: That's right. Um, so um, long story short, uh, Southern California, i um, out here in, uh, in Pearl Valley. It's literally sandwiched between San Diego and Arizona. Little middle of nowhere county uh just north of the Mexican border, so um as you can imagine, the majority of the population is Mexican, and um it it's not too much of a common thing for people to have uh um a nice standard turf not not to say that there aren't any, but like um real mowing isn't really a thing at least that I've seen, and um no one around here is really offering a type of service that will take it to the next level other than just your mowing below, blow guys that are around here. So anyways, uh, 2017, I got my house. Um, I had uh, this is fried patch of Bermuda in front of my house. I was like, yo, I need to do something. So first thing I did was just water, water, water. Um, Google, Google Foo, go get some Scots, uh, do this, put some down to that. Um, throwing down fertilizer on Bermuda in December. You know, I, I did all the wrong things that you could probably do. Um, not long after that, I started discovering um, people on YouTube, discovered people like Matt and Ryan Knorr and Connor Ward and stuff like that. And um, over the years, I've uh, just kind of developed my own little program, uh, adjusted differently just because I'm in a desert. I don't get, like, literally hardly any rain. Um, it's all uh, i don't have in ground irrigation either so it's just all hose in sprinklers and hand watering using the thumb you know what i'm saying and uh here's uh here that this, this is where i am right now i'm excited for this next growth season we're already going to break 100 degrees this weekend believe it or not that's that's Ooh. kind of insane and uh, so we're Fucked. yeah we're rolling we're rolling Ooh. that sounds
3: like no fun whatsoever i'm not down with the <laughs> Not down with you coming out of your house and it's a blow dryer, right? Like, that's just, that's not me, but I live in Canada, according to some on this channel. And so, yes, I will take that. Uh, yeah, right there. Yep.
0: Uh, yeah, you are in Canada. There's no doubt about it.
3: It was, it was 31 degrees here today, Matt. 31 nope. degrees. I'm Goodness. out. It was awful.
2: That is frightening. <laughs> not doing it's it. It's
3: going to be 75 next week, but yeah, like, okay. So, so it's been kind of the same, you know. Uh, discovery and adoption phase that a lot of folks have gone through, right? In this whole journey. And you're at a pretty cool spot where, I mean, you're really going to jump in with two feet this year. So you do a soil test, you get it back. And now you're going to show it to us. And well, (laughs) I mean, we'll see where it goes, man. We'll see where it goes. We want to help you though. I think that's the the bottom line is why we invited you on, right? Is that, um, you know, the interactions that we've had on, Ah, uh, the lawn Discord it have been awesome. I think you know you're one of the people that really get in there and ask a lot of questions and offer advice now too. Like it's a community, and that's the cool part is that now you're offering advice of stuff that you've learned, right? And that whole kind of web that gets spun in there is really, really cool to see. So with that, Ray, anything to add before we get started here? have you do you have the nitro pills? Do we need to have an AED? nearby. Yeah, I was going to I was going
0: to ask for a defibrillator real quick. Uh, I don't know <laughs> if we have those in Hawaii or not. No, Charging I I, I think I'm, I
1: think I'm
4: I think I'm good. I really think I'm good because uh I've seen soils like his before, so I I've had my heart attack about him uh, years ago, so I think I'm good. <laughs> You're working on your third, I'm working on my first. Yeah, (laughs) exactly.
3: All right, well, J-Pink, go ahead and throw it up there, and let's see what we're working with from a soil standpoint, and then we can kind of work out the fertility stuff. We can talk about – there's not going to be any diseases out there. I can't imagine uh, with how dry the humidity is, but then weeds and some other things, management stuff too. So, okay. Ooh. Well,
0: Yeah. This is not as bad as I thought it. Oh, thank you. <laughs> not bad. as bad. It's not. <laughs> this isn't as bad as I mean, like legit. I was I was fully prepared to have a meltdown over here. Like I told my kid to. That was. <laughs> I'm not gonna make that joke. Make, right? <laughs> <laughs> this, Maybe this on the, the after show. show. After the show? This is not the show after the show. I, I'm going to hold
3: off on that. Yeah. The, sen- the sensors will come in to get you for that one. <laughs> I,
0: I got real nervous when, uh, when Aldo said he lived in a primarily Mexican area, I was like, ah, demonetized, yeah. demonetized. <laughs> <I'm nervous.
3: laughs>
0: but no, this, hey. I mean, I'm not seeing anything crazy here that doesn't look fixable. I, I just, the one part that sucks I, and I'm, I'm jumping ahead of the gun here. I'm sorry. I'm, I'm Chatty Kathy today. Look at that sodium level, and I know it's coming uh, from your water, and there's and nothing you can do about that. And you, you, you just you've you've got sodic soil, and it sucks. And I'm sorry, but outside of that, you you you've got a lot of positive things going on. Who 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 wants to go first talking about this? There, there's there's a lot of positive here there's not a lot of
3: bad I mean yeah the sodium thing and the sodic soils I mean it's it's a case of and I'm sure Ray will jump in and say kind of the same thing is you know do you manage it and try to flush it when you can and that might not be practical you know with the irrigation setup that you described or do you go ahead and sand cap this thing right and live with a sand cap above it and now that you know that, that creates a whole other set of issues right that you need to deal with and plan for ahead of time. It's not just like you jump into it and start, you know, building up a two or three inch sand cap and everything's all hunky dory. Right. Um, If you do put soil down and then sand and then soil again, we will hunt you down though. Right. We'll get Liam Neeson out there and find you and things will go down. Right. So do not do that.
2: Appreciate that. We
1: call that
3: grounds
0: for a, for a a rear end whipping around here.
4: (laughs) pocket so, time th- th- although <laughs> <laughs> so what yes, do you, what
3: sure. do you think what do you think Ray as far as like do you manage this and it's not again it's not I wouldn't say it could be a pain in the butt to manage sometimes, especially when you know he's getting how many inches of rain do you get at your auto? Like three? Uh, four? It,
2: it, it, yeah, yeah. If, uh, we'll average three that actually hits the ground and it's during the season when I don't need it, which just passed. It was winter. That's our rainy season. After that, we're not getting anything. And, I, and, I, and I'm as serious as I can be when I say anything. It just does not. You see a cloud, you freak out. You're like, oh, my god. <laughs> it's just always clear skies, and that sun is beating down. <laughs> yeah. How, Meanwhile, how Central
3: Tennessee had, yeah, I was going to say, Central Tennessee had like eight and a half inches of rain just like last weekend, right?
0: Something like that, yeah. Matt? Yeah. We get 50 inches of rain a year where I live. You know, it's like, it's always gray guys and gloom and doom and depression and all the other That's things. That's one
2: thing, on. like, I I don't want to sway off uh, on a different subject, but, like, when I, I see the guys, for example, on, on you know, Lawn Forum in the Discord, they talk about fungicides and insecticides and fighting grubs and, and, and large, and I'm just like, man, like, am I missing something? Like, is it just, do I just not get it? And I guess I don't. <laughs> That's it's, one of the, you know, like I guess some... benefits of living in such a dry area yeah it's like snow i mean have
3: you ever seen snow in person
2: uh, i have not seen snow in person guys i have I've confessed <laughs> so, that never <laughs> have so that's what i mean is like it's
3: just a di- it's a different thing it's a different animal And not saying that we're any better or worse off it's just like now if you put us if you put our uh sorry behinds out in the desert where it was 105 plus for like 30 days straight right like we would not. I don't think any of us would want any part of that. Am I? Am I correct in saying that, gentlemen? Does anybody here have any desire to live in a microwave for three no. months out of the year? Okay. Uh, Could you imagine? Thank now,
4: you, but no thank. God.
3: So now, sure let me no put no it think. to you this way: <laughs> How would you like to grow grass in a microwave for three months out of the year? <laughs> and that's what this poor guy. <laughs>
4: actually, meanwhile, uh, you know what? I'll take that. I'll take that. I would actually take that. I would actually take that. I mean, I'm I'm nuts.
3: <laughs> so auto or or you know, is it mostly it's it's just common Bermuda? Is that what's in the yard, or what what do you have out there? Have you ID'd it all, at all?
2: Yeah, um, we're really just pictures and asking a couple guys around here, like in the Discord. Was it that I have? Um, to my understanding, it's common Bermuda. Um, nothing here in my area that I know of is any hybrid variety. All it is is predominantly common Bermuda and Saint Augustine. Saint Augustine's like. Maybe eighty percent of the of the grass types in the lawns around here in the area. The other fancy ones, they got Bermuda that's common. I don't see hybrids unless it's like in the uh the newer, you know, subsections of homes that are getting built and stuff like that. Other than that, uh it's uh I have common all over. It's just uh my front yard and my backyard is common Bermuda. Everyone else around me has St. Augustine. So I guess I can flex a little bit. Okay. <laughs> So is that something, I mean, from a, a, an aesthetic
3: standpoint and care standpoint, at least what you know right now, is that kind of the direction you want to stick with, or do you feel like you're going to hit a ceiling in terms of how it looks and feels and all that kind of stuff that you're just going to be like, eh, I wish I could do better. I mean, is there anything like a renovation or anything that you would consider in the future? Or is it just, hey, right now I'm going to take it one year at a time and see if we can max this you know, thing out and then go from there?
2: Yes. Yes, and yes. Um, uh, right now, okay. I mean, I, I certainly hope I didn't hit a, you know, I peaked as far as how good I can get that, you know, grass to look as far as last year. I hope I can get it to look better. Um, actually, just got myself a real mower. I got myself a California trimmer I'm really excited about. So I can actually keep that extra low compared to I had a manual push reel that I used out there. Middle of the summer heat, which is ter- terrible. Um, but that's, you know, another story. But, anyways, um, yes, I would like to. Um, you know, in the future, I don't know how many years from now, um, renovate, go into like maybe a hybrid variety like uh, Tiff Grand, or if I can get some Toma thirty one, that'd be great too. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, you know, there's the funding involved, of course, and then not only that, but I understand killing off uh common Bermuda can be quite difficult, and you know, just to get that layer of like, like you were mentioning about a sand cap that'd be another challenge adding irrigation that's quite a project that'd be turning into uh into our friend ben here with his uh drainage issue that he's got right now <laughs> that's Hopefully not an issue not, but, yeah. Is
3: that? <laughs> yeah that's that's ripping the entire crust of the earth open <laughs> and making that part of it your own right like and that was
0: self-sacrifice just, i mean there's nothing about that that's even remotely normal and i just appreciate so much that's off to him man how how much amazing much effort he has put into that
3: it's literally like if it, it, yeah. it is the definition of 110% we'll have we'll have Ben on here sometime that'd be a good thirsty thursday yeah uh, guest an episode would drink once a lot once of he scotch. gets it all yeah he's got to finish it though it. if you're ben ben if you're watching you got to finish it before you come on we got to get that bent grass sawed down so he's close <laughs> he's really close but in any regard, no. That's good information too. That kind of gives us something to go off of in terms of how you're going to approach it. Now, I will say, if you go to renovate, there are some videos on how to uh, intercede with Arden 15. I'd ask that you don't watch those because it's a pretty much garbage <clears throat> thing to do. So, just Roger that. There. Got it. Um, so anyway, um, back to your lawn here. You've got, um, you know, the sodium issue aside here for a second. So. Let's just look at the basics: NPK. And Ray, what do you see if you were managing this and knowing the heat situation, and everything like this? Is there anything that would change your approach in terms of trying to push this grass or maybe lay off? Because there is, there is. If I understand it correctly, and I I don't experience this, so I can't say for certain, but a maximum temperature, right? Uh, at which Bermuda grass will be happy, correct?
4: Correct. Correct. There is a maximum where I believe once you get over 120 degrees, you're going to have trouble even getting Bermuda to grow. But what's in his favor is how long are you warm in your area? Warm as in like 90s? Or even 80s or mid-70s <clears throat> my highs
2: my highs will be under 80 for about three months out of the year I'm, I'm out of that phase uh typically man december december january february will be the months where it's it, like actually to be honest my bermuda doesn't go fully dormant it's green it's kind of just barely hanging in there um Mm-hmm. Yeah, I would say December, uh, January, February are the months where that I'm not growing, it's not growing. Other than that, um, you know, depending on how much I push it, I mean this year, another thing that I wanted to mention, I'm trying to minimize the end I'm putting down on there. So um, I'm sure that if I banged it right now, it'd be fully green. I wouldn't doubt it, but I'm kind of taking my time with it. But yeah, it just those, those three months out of the year, it uh, would be a no-go for, uh, for Bermuda.
4: Okay, because what that tells me is that you literally have eight to nine months where you can work on your nutrition and your soil. And to me, folks, that is a lot of time. You got a lot of time. And that's a good thing. You got tons of time, although, I mean, uh, because already what I'm looking at is throwing down some... uh, granular sulfur every three months and uh, acidifying the soil in another way all throughout the growing season and that's going to be the biggest and most significant thing you can do because the fact of the matter is is that seeing your actual calcium magnesium and sodium levels those actually will become impeders of anything else you apply. It'll literally get in the way of your your nutrients that you're trying to apply so it makes perfect sense to take care of your soil pH first or start addressing it so that you can maximize your dollar as far as when you apply N, when you apply P, when you apply K, you actually get a soil response or a or a turf response from it.
2: Right. Um, because I actually I have already know. well yeah, I actually have already applied my first uh application of sulfur. Uh went five pounds mm-hmm. per K and I've just been watering it and uh, yeah I was waiting for like you know the temperatures to come in and really get that in there and let it start doing its thing,
4: yep, yep, and uh because w- what I generally tell people is you start hitting your sulfur when your weather starts warming up, and you can literally do it again in three months and Yeah, Keep watering and because you're actually in an ideal area because you're always watering. Yeah. You're always watering. All the time. so, So you can literally throw down sulfur and water because that's like the best way I can think of for you to get out of your soil situation short of a bulldozer.
0: Yeah, Ray. Real quick, can you just talk on the why uh, 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 the or I guess the the release characteristics or breakdown characteristics of sulfur and uh, how that actually works on uh, buffering the high pH of the soil?
4: I certainly can. Here's how sulfur works. Sulfur needs a minimum temperature that I've determined to be approximately 75 degrees soil temperature in order for what's called the sulfobactors or sulfur oxidizing bacteria in soil to convert the elemental sulfur into sulfuric acid. And the way that it works is You throw down granular sulfur, the sulfobacter starts digesting that elemental sulfur and turning it into sulfuric acid, and that is what buffers or corrects a high soil pH condition. However, there is another little factor in that your sulfobacter is not active and the conversion doesn't happen fast enough. In soils where your pH is already over 7, so Aldo is also familiar with applying liquid citric acid in between his uh, sulfur applications and doing it on a regular basis. In fact, I think uh, Aldo asked me about a system where he was looking at injecting or metering the citric acid through his water hose when he's uh, hand-watering the lawn. And, of course, uh, I gave my stamp of approval to that because, uh, actually, when you're dealing with a soil where part of your issue is your irrigation or your water source is full of calcium, magnesium, and sodium... The way to actually address that problem is to inject acids into that water to always have that water pH below seven.
0: That's, uh, what a what a perfect answer that was! And yeah. you, you know, and the the reason why I asked is uh, I get I get a lot of a lot of questions about sulfur and putting it down. And um I, I you know, I kind of relate it to that secondary release of like an organic fertilizer, right where uh, uh, the the microbes will consume the organic matter and then uh, uh crap for lack of a better word, um, the MPK value of that organic matter, right So you know, it's kind of the same thing with uh, with with sulfur, right? You're relying on these bacteria to break down the elemental sulfur into sulfuric acid and so like when worrying about microbial activity in the soil what are the components you need you need adequate soil temperature and you need adequate soil moisture like you would with an organic fertilizer to help facilitate release it would be the exact same thing with elemental sulfur as well you need adequate soil temperatures and you need adequate soil moisture in order for that to happen And then from that point though to uh, so how much of the uh, uh, heavy watering so you you know you'll hear people say they recommend uh, three inches of water to move elemental sulfur into the into the soil profile is that because of uh, uh, under what circumstance uh, why does it require that much water?
4: Trying to tee you up here. It It requires that much water because when it is sitting on the soil surface and it isn't moved into the uh, actual soil profile elemental sulfur is actually very caustic to plant tissues and so if you have that high concentration of sulfur that close to the grass shoots and grass leaves you can literally burn the grass up and so the way you mitigate that or prevent that is you water and you water some more until that sulfur that normally comes in the form of granules that look almost like split peas breaks down into the fine powders that it's made out of and then it just goes downward into the soil and is no longer sitting on the soil surface. I I cannot emphasize enough how caustic sulfur actually is to plant tissues. And in the case of Aldo, I'd be especially concerned because I know quite well how high his daytime temperatures are actually going to get. Because I'm also familiar with sulfur as a fungicide and miticide on things like ornamental trees, shrubs, and fruit trees. And one of the cautions is, is that you cannot apply sulfur to foliage when your daytime temperatures are over 90 degrees because it just becomes too caustic and you're going to burn off the leaves.
0: Um what about bypassing elemental sulfur and going ahead and just applying diluted sulfuric acid? Is, is that a reality? Is it too risky? Is the reward worth the risk? How does that look? Is it, what, do you, what do you think? Should that be avoided altogether and stick to elemental sulfur and citric acid? Or uh, do you think there's, a, there's enough forgiveness as long as you're dealing with dilute, dilute, sulfuric acid to 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 take on that type of project
4: well i only even mention sulfuric acid when i have the assurance that the person that's handling it totally understands the risks of dealing with sulfuric acid because When you typically buy sulfuric acid, the lowest concentration of sulfuric acid that you buy is 30%. And you get that at places like AutoZone or O'Reilly's or Napa as the electrolyte for dealing with your lead acid car batteries. However, even in that 30% form, I want everybody to understand that that acid will disintegrate clothing. That acid will burn through skin. That acid will also make you go blind if it uh, goes into your eyes. So there's a lot of risks. I also know that you can get 95% sulfuric acid as a drain and mainline cleaner but 95 percent sulfuric acid is even more hazardous to deal with because when you're in the process of diluting that sulfuric acid when that concentrated sulfuric acid hits water it will literally get hot enough to boil the water and the only way to prevent that you know reaction from causing a situation where you have a steam explosion where that sulfuric acid and water mixture shoot straight up in the air possibly into your face is by adding that sulfuric acid to a very high volume of water slowly with external cooling and constant and vigorous agitation now I don't know of very many people that have ever handled sulfuric acid and appreciates how reactive that substance actually is. I happen to have done it, so I understand. But for your average person, I don't think they've ever seen sulfuric acid make water boil. On, you want to try it Aldo? <laughs> I'm
2: gonna give that one a hard pass, puppy. <laughs> okay, okay. <laughs>
4: whereas whereas I know something like citric acid is relatively safe. Uh no, you don't want to ingest large quantities of it. No, you don't want to get it in your eyes, but you're not likely to have a situation where when you're diluting and applying it it's going to become reactive and you know literally explode into your face it's also relatively harmless to clothing and skin as well so you know that's just something a lot safer to deal with and besides I mean Tell me now, Aldo how did you source your citric acid because I think the the listeners need to understand you know the difference in safety versus say getting that one gallon box of battery electrolyte or else the quart of drain cleaner acid from the hardware store.
2: I actually, um, <clears throat> have uh, through my previous jobs, I have a contacts with uh, some uh, commercial food uh, suppliers. So I was able to actually reach out to a contact of mine at the, one of the companies, and I got your typical fifty-pound, you know, pail of, uh, of citric acid. Which I, I'm not. Sh- I may need more considering my situation. I'm not sure, but I think that's a start. I didn't want to just get something off Amazon. Um, which is like I think a pound or five pounds, which can get pricey. Um, but uh, I figured if this is going to be something long term, I'd rather just get myself something in bulk, just like I did with the with the sulfur. Actually, I got myself several bags, several fifty pound bags of that because I know I'm going to use it.
4: Right, and and the the thing is, is that it, my understanding is, is that you literally got your citric acid as a food additive because I know that it's used for, you know, making candies. I know that it's also used for keeping apples and pears from browning when you cut up apples and pears. So that literally speaks to the relative safety of using citric acid, which is why I will freely tell somebody dealing with An alkaline soil situation to go ahead and start applying a pound of citric acid per thousand square foot per application up to two times a month if not more because I have no fears or concerns about that becoming you know a risk whereas I literally do not ever want to mention sulfuric acid to your average person. I I don't want it mentioned.
0: Uh, Chuck asked about phosphoric acid.
4: Okay. Phosphoric acid is maybe a lot less reactive versus sulfuric acid, but that can have a special role, especially when you're dealing with a soil that happens to be low in phosphorus that can be part of an overall program because I know that uh, in production agriculture, part of the prescript- agronomic prescription for crops growing on a field with, you know, that kind of a soil test would be to meter small amounts of phosphoric acid into the irrigation water. In addition to your regular fertilizers.
0: And the one caveat I would say there is that, you know, if, you know, I would not use that more than likely as your sole source of pH manipulation, but as part of an overall project there, that can be another one of those added tools in the toolbox to use your advantage because it's, it's one of those things where if you're applying phosphoric acid at not the correct rate at not the correct intervals enough to to move the pH where you need it to be, how quickly that is going to tie up with all that excess, uh, excess uh, calcium and magnesium in the soil that's likely contributing to your high pH in the first place.
4: Right. I would never apply phosphoric acid as my sole pH corrective, but... I could see a place for it in an overall agronomic program when dealing with a high pH soil that is also phosphorus deficient. It's just one more tool in an entire toolbox that you can deploy in a situation like this. It's just one tool out of many because I think what it's about is, is using... All or as many of the available tools as you can get your hands on, to improve and progress in your given situation.
2: Yeah, I understand that it's it's uh, moving the needle on something like pH could take a very long time. Um, I know sulfur was the yeah. first step for me. Then it was introducing um, application of citric acid, and then I, as a matter of fact, we had a conversation in the past about. Um, phosphoric acid, you mentioned that I happen to be one of the um, rare and unique situations to where it could actually serve a purpose. And I'm not sure I want to dive into that one yet, but you know, maybe across the bridge when I get there.
4: Yeah, yeah. I mean, but uh, you know, right now, for example, <sighs> applying your sulfur and then constantly driving down your soil pH with citric acid is probably going to be your safest and most logical way to deal with this, you know, moving forward.
0: Ray, I had another question here. Coben uh, Coben Carlson wanted to know about uh, lysergic acid uh, diethylamine. Um, Okay.
4: Actually, I wouldn't even recommend doing it.
0: The grass greener. Uh, That's LSD for Mm -hmm. everybody playing along at home.
4: No, only only in his mind. Uh, However, I would have questions whether someone would even be able to mow in a straight line after doing that. (laughs) I have questions. (laughs) Oh,
3: I think you mow first, then you take the trip, right?
4: That's the way Yeah, do it. yeah. I, I think that would be a wise idea because uh, talk about operating machinery, you know, while being under the influence. <laughs> just, you know, that's don't just eat not a good idea, cubes,
3: right? Don't eat those sugar cubes before you go out and apply, I man. Don't, just don't do it.
0: Di- 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 I just di- did- med- don't. Would be another good one there.
4: Yeah, uh, HBL, no. Uh, di- uh, di- thi- did- uh, yeah, no mind altering substances before before lawn care that's just never a (laughs) never a wise idea (laughs) well we do have some pictures of aldo's grass
0: here actually we don't have to just look at his soil test oh good yeah yeah that's a that's a great little fit hey that is definitely
2: common bermuda when when was this aldo this was uh, sometime in august or september of last year in 2020 um I sent you another picture of, like, the whole, uh, kind of my whole front lawn. That one was – it happened to be one of those days where, you know, the water was right. You know, I mowed it, you know, recently. The the sun was just hitting. It was one of those days where you just go outside and it's just popping. And you're like, whoa, look at that. I remember I was about to head out to uh, to San Diego to go see my brother and I just snapped that picture. And that was the one that just stuck. I was like, man, that looked really good that day.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And uh, and I'll – one thing I was just gonna say is that the uh, there's something about Bermuda when you let it dry out just a hair, it, it gets it gets it gets just a just a few paint chips darker in color, and I can see, uh, yeah, well, you know, just looking at it, I, I can I can start to see where it's. It's not excessively wet and you don't have all this lime green flush of growth coming off of it and it's not dry to the point of wilting. So it really is like super on point
2: right there. Thank you. Appreciate that. <laughs>
4: yeah. Yeah. That is actually the, I consider that a model of what Bermuda should look like and make note that the color of the grass is not almost blue. It is green not blue
0: (laughs) well it's also common bermuda and common bermuda is one of those that just does not really do blue very well at all you can't you can't you know force force you can only take common bermuda so dark you know and you can try and manipulate that however you want to do it uh but it is its own it just it doesn't blue up like most of your other turf types
4: with excess although, rates of iron. Although, yeah. Although, what I can tell you is that, you know, once you get your pH addressed, you'll notice that the natural color of that Bermuda will tend to be rather on the green side. And you're not going to need to throw a lot of nitrogen at it to keep that color either. It's just going to be a naturally beautiful grass.
2: So one, the one one thing I wanted to mention last year, um, it, it, lesson learned, my goodness. So um, <laughs> it started around May, around May of last year. That's when we're really hitting our high temperatures. We're already at 110 degrees. You know, we're, we're pushing, you know, o- overnight temps are like, you know, l- high 60s, maybe already in the 70s. So, mm-hmm. I mean, that grass is, is is rolling. You know what I'm saying? And, um I had just gotten some uh, some choice 1648 uh, from a, uh, a company that may or may not be still in business. But um, I went a little happy with Scroll that one. Away. And, Scroll man, I was mowing every other day. And it, there were some days where I could have mowed every day. Um, mind you, I was still in the mentality of, hey, it's Bermuda. Bermuda loves nitrogen uh, you know, just hammer that down with the end. Right. And, you know, so I was feeding it and feeding it and feeding it. And it got to the point where, you know, I was just transitioning from a rotary to a a push reel. And when I, when once I made that transition, man, I was mowing so much, mind you, it's hot out there. No PGR. Um, that's something I'm introducing this year into my program, by the way. So I do not want to have to go through that again. Um, Another reason I'm trying to control that is minimizing my end this year. Uh, excuse me. Um PGR in my program once the calls for it. And yeah, that man, that was not fun being out there <laughs> mowing that much.
4: And have you, have you yeah. always used this real mower? I just cannot <laughs> that,
2: that that's actually I just bought that um a couple of weeks ago. Um very happy and part of the C T gang, a couple of the guys that I know. Um I, I it, it just seemed the the one that was um, made the most sense for me. I again I have common Bermuda. I don't have a hybrid that can take really really short cutting heights. I don't have Tif Grand, so I don't need a, a a greens mower. You know what I mean? Um, this was available in my area. I didn't. Another thing too, I didn't really feel like doing the homework of like, you know, researching, going to court. I mean, uh, going to court, going to uh, auctions um you know what I, I i could just order one and have it shipped to you know the place where i got it and then pick it up and bring it home and that was it man i'm happy with the purchase i got nothing no regrets at least not yet <laughs> uh, what are
0: you I at right now california trimmers is sponsoring uh augusta national this year is that
2: is that right <laughs> <laughs> sure. Sorry, was, um a Ryan, I'm at uh right now I'm actually that. at I'm at a half inch. Um I'm still growing in actually if if uh Jay Pink you want to put up the picture of just the other day. Um actually just yesterday I took a picture of what my lawn looks like and it's greening up. I'm getting so it's kind of uh, greening up there a little bit so I'm kind of keeping it at a half inch till it all kind of grows in and then I'll we'll see about adjusting a height maybe going down to like Three-eighths Three eighths is the lowest on that on that mower. I want to say maybe it's even lower than that, but um, I don't intend on going. I intend on keeping it at a half-inch all year long if I can.
4: Actually, Aldo, totally I can tell you that my experience with Common Bermuda is that it is a very stable and easy to take care of grass between say, half an inch and five-eighths of an inch. This is not, common Bermuda is not the kind of grass that you get crazy on and take it down to like two-tenths of an inch. You don't do that to common. Uh, between half inch, five-eighths, maybe even three-quarter is you know, a perfectly sane and reasonable height. And I think you'll be very happy with your grass at that height. You know, you'll be happy because if anything, trying to push it lower uh, just gets difficult. You know, it makes it hard.
2: La- last year, uh, so, the picture that was shown earlier from last year, it was, uh, I want to say it was at three quarters um, during that time. There's an aerial pic, by the way. That was cool. I had a friend with the with a drone that went out there. Um, a... Some issues that you may or may not oh. see there. I don't know if you see that little little ring down there on the bottom. Uh, It may or may not be fairy ring. I'm not sure. I want to see how that that behaves this year. Um, There used to be a tree there. I was going to say. I I don't know. As a matter of fact, so this is interesting. So when I purchased my house, um, I learned more about the property from my neighbors than I did from, like, anything else. I would always ask my neighbors, hey, was this before? Or a neighbor had told me, oh, yeah, a couple years ago, um, there was all this, like, you know, old, you know, um, I don't know, washing machines and, and just house equipment on the lawn for, like, months um, and because something mm-hmm. happened. I don't know. It was crazy. So, anyways, um, I had asked one of my neighbors, do you remember ever there being a tree right here? And none of them can remember. So, there may or may not have been. There probably was considering, you know, that strange area. Um, I've I've gone and, like, you know, gave it that extra watering, um, hit it with extra, you know, uh, fertilizer or, or some iron. Nothing had really seemed to to affect it in any way. Um I have like I said, I, I don't deal with disease, so I don't I haven't really addressed it as far as a fungicide. So I again I wanna see how that behaves this year and, you know, go from there. This was uh sometime in July. I think I was still on a rotary here. I'm not sure. Looks damn good, man. It's still I mean... on
4: still on Thank rotary you. and uh, just feeding it but you know that is still to my eyes that still looks green although that's still you know green 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 because to be honest with you I'm actually used to my grasses being more on the pale side
1: mm-hmm.
4: just a little paler and that's related to you know height of cut Frequency of mowing, you know, all of those things.
0: But Sounds
4: like
0: a five-step process. It's it's, yeah, it's this funny. As long as looks green. I, I, I smell I it just in over there, Ryan. Uh, mm-hmm. I think about uh, I, you know, there there is the allure of low-cut turf, right? But when you're talking about common Bermuda, there's kind of that that critical uh, threshold there that. Once you go below a certain height of cut with common Bermuda, it's just impossible to retain color in it. Uh, And I think that three quarters of an inch is kind of the sweet spot for common Bermuda and having uh, as equal parts density, turf density to uh, color as well. Yes, your grass is on your head. But Ray, what do you think? If you're maintaining Common Bermuda, what is your uh, uh, optimal height to cut?
4: I probably split the difference and don't go any lower than 5 eighths. I get nervous about keeping it at 3 quarter because, uh, in general, I also have to worry about things like thatch, insect pests, and diseases related to a turf canopy that doesn't dry out quickly. However, that is the one time where I wish I were actually growing grass in sort of an oven rather than a steam room because then... With the lower humidity, I don't have to be as paranoid about insect pests and diseases, for example.
2: Right, and, so and and yeah, it's it's uh it's quite a dry heat. I know you hear it all the time. It's like, oh, it's a dry heat. Oh, it's humid. Like really, it's just dry. Here you go. This is this this is my forecast uh, for the coming week. So as you can tell, we're already hitting a hundred degrees this weekend. And once you get to like July, August, um, my highs will be 117, 118, lows of like 85.
4: Pretty brutal. Mm -hmm. But the difference is is that the lack of humidity really keeps it simple. You know, that's actually in your favor. The, The lack of humidity keeps it simple because... It seems that, like in my location, humidity almost always equals temperature. So if it's eighty degrees, it can go oh, up to eighty okay. percent relative okay. relative humidity. So you people they actually are shocked because they step off the plane here, for example, and they and they're thinking in their mind, "Oh, eighty degrees, you." You wuss, what are you crying about? And then they step off the plane and they're and everything is stuck they're, to them. They're, <laughs> they're they're like, oh my god, it is so hot here. What what in the world? But it's like, okay, I told you. I told you. And it never goes away. It's talking I'm talking about even at night, in fact, the humidity goes up at night. So, you know, you actually have a good place to grow some very high quality bermuda grass. I'm just telling you that right now. You you're you're in the good place.
2: Uh, overnight we'll hit like 40% humidity. Um but then as soon as that sun's out in the in the daytime it's just everything's just dry. <laughs> Can't worry about nothing else.
4: Wow. Yeah, because what I would give for 40% humidity at night. <laughs> really?
0: Yeah, that
2: is... Uh, Take a trip, and
4: it's incredible.
2: Uh, Ray. Well, got plenty of room here for you.
4: <laughs> oh, <laughs> is that an invite, Aldo? <laughs> sure, you come by.
2: You can adjust. You can help me work on my lawn.
0: <laughs> Rent ain't free, Ray. It ain't free no the, uh, it's it's funny i i got people sending me pictures of what they're drinking right now and then someone also said uh challenge accepted to mow while on hallucinogens i I do not recommend that but uh apparently it <laughs> that was, that <laughs> was taken away from the conversation
3: streams are legal in some places now so you know somebody might be able to try that here
0: pretty soon yeah. that's right It'd be great that's content right. Great uh, content. Culture the... enjoying a humic on the rocks tonight. And that's... Uh, that's, mm, that's my kind of chance. Fancy. Is that a high pH or a low pH humic? Because that can mm. make a tremendous amount of difference.
3: Straight out of Georgia. So uh,
0: let me see here. I'm trying to
3: look up ET rates for uh, Imperial Valley. And there's some ridiculous numbers on here <laughs> for monthly. <laughs> so let me do this real quick.
4: Uh, that's yeah. yeah, Ryan, what system. is the ET for Kelly, you know, during the growing season?
3: Holy smokes! <laughs> uh, that's what I'm looking up, so
2: I'll grab onto something. You know, I hope you guys are good.
3: <laughs> I'm trying trying to find out what the crop coefficient is out there, too, because normally it would be like in a climate like that, it would be uh, 0.8, so then you take that times the um. The ET, but I'm trying to dig out some numbers from this uh, USDA data.
0: It is, I can't find but it. is there really anywhere in California that just gets a lot of rain? I don't know. I mean, uh,
2: maybe California, somewhere up north?
0: I don't know anything.
3: Like north of uh, Northern. Um, Eureka, California? In, yeah, Eureka, uh, Humboldt County. City. Yeah. Like up there, it's pretty much like a Pacific Northwest kind of climate from that point straight up i-5 all the way through oregon N-
2: north, north north california is also canada matt by the way just so you know
0: oh i already knew
2: that i mean yeah.
0: even <laughs> where you are is canada to me so you know this, is, <laughs> this
2: is, it uh, may as well be asia
1: we're just so <laughs> far east <laughs> or west i'm sorry
0: <laughs> you are you are actually in the far east you have gone so far west in california it is, it is start over far east. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> When I met my wife, the first thing I asked her was, uh, are you you from California? She was like, no, you idiot. I'm from Japan. (laughs) Yeah, Sorry, that was my Far East joke. An
2: attitude back there. (laughs) (laughs) Felt that one, bro.
3: (laughs) So the best I can do is from Phoenix. And they're pretty much during summertime, you know, from starting in about now. You know, first of April on through by the time you get to May. So, if, you know, the first four weeks of the real growing season, it's about uh, an inch or an inch and a quarter a week, right? And then it goes up over two inches a week as you get into summertime, right? So, that's just replacement at eighty percent. So, you know, you could you could have a comparatively drier week, and now you think about two inches of water over how big your lawn.
2: Uh, my front altogether, it's about 34. So that whole big section and the small section there, the tiny section mm-hmm. on the right that we share with the neighbor, that's about 3,500.
3: 3,500.
2: So. I water 3, a lot, bro. I, I actually have it down to freaking science. I know exactly where I need to put my oscillating sprinkler for how long, uh, to maximize the time. You know, th- the time of the, dude I have spent. Too much time on my. Oh, I don't want to say that. I spent too much time on the, the sprinkler, you know, you know, adjusting it just so it's right on the sweet spot. And yeah, bro, it's just I, I've, I've I got it. I, I'm I'm good. So, I, I mean, I would so pray for a little bit of rain here and there, but I, I got the watering down.
3: So peak demand, if you were if you were irrigating at eighty percent replacement of ET, right, evapotranspiration, that would be about forty four hundred gallons of water a week. On your lawn, on your thirty-five hundred square foot lawn,
2: my water bill's pretty high in the summertime. <laughs> I mean, yeah, what, considering just—I st- mean, let alone the yard, but like, I mean, I got kids; they all bathe and all this other stuff. So yeah, man, it's hey, what it's,
3: do we say It's, high. it's California. Every, everything's high in California.
4: Everything. <laughs> everything's high, but but seriously, I can literally imagine you putting down. You know ballparking it up to four inches of water per week to totally replace uh, th-
2: that's that's about right right um i i typically uh, during the hottest I, I remember during the hottest part of my season um man i was watering like pretty much every three days every if i if i missed a day um i'm going to i'm definitely going to show where all my hotspot localized dry spot um i know where they are and then even even just the grass you could tell that it's just thirsty like i need some water um so it was every 3 days um depending on the section it'd be like you know the 20 30 minutes per section um each time each each watering uh, was putting down at least an inch at least 1 inch i know i'd go out there and i put out my little uh little uh, what are those called um uh, the, uh, the the little Tupperware, little Tupperwares I just put out there to can? see how much water I'm getting down there. No, no not quite tuna cans. I mean, I don't, I'm not a big fan of tuna, to be honest with you. But, like, I, I just put out these little containers that are flat and wide. And, excuse me, I just go out there and just see how much water I'm getting down. It was at least an inch every time I watered. If I didn't do an inch, I'd be too afraid of, like, if I did a half inch at a time more regularly, I wouldn't get any uh, root, like, depth like, to go down and drive down. I was just trying to maximize the time I could have between watering so I can actually help the roots drive down as opposed to just water, 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 water the surface to keep it cool and not really have any root growth. I'm trying to say.
0: Yeah, There's nothing. There's It's not going to be fun trying to drive roots into soil with 600 parts per million of magnesium either. I mean, that's just, I'm sorry. That's <laughs> tight. Grass will not enjoy that.
1: <laughs> Yeah,
4: yeah, not, not yeah. good at all, not good at all. So that's my other little point is that once you get your soil structure corrected, you know, by solubilizing some of this calcium and then displacing the magnesium and sodium with that solubilized calcium, you're actually going to maximize and optimize... Your actual watering, that's going to make a huge difference for you. So, you know, I always say that. Go ahead. Yeah. So I always say that to me, aside from correcting shade, if you want good grass, addressing your soil pH is king. You ignore it at your own peril. Literally,
0: that's a threat, Aldo. You hear that? That's a threat.
3: (laughs) I fear for my life.
2: (laughs) (laughs) One thing I wanted to mention is, um, like I mentioned earlier, one of the things that I'm introducing into my program this year is PGR. Another one is is wedding agents. I've never used uh, any kind of wedding agents into the in in my lawn and. I think going to be, uh, I, I think I'm going to see the, uh, the difference, uh, especially in the hotter months. Um, I, uh, well, one of the things I'm going to be running is, is one of those tournament-ready um, uh, pellets, the ones that, you know, with the Pellet Pro, you just spray it out there. That's kind of what I'm going with right now. I'm still searching for, like, a secondary, um, something that I don't know. I, I wouldn't want to use the entire pellet all over the lawn. I'd rather just use those for, like, the spots that definitely need it. I'm trying to find a uh, another you know product that I actually already have my eyes on one that that uh, may or may not uh, have heard about that's uh, from a, a supply company that's coming out in the future I'm very excited for. It. And uh, I'm probably going to go with that one just to see if I can uh, get some overall coverage as a uh, broadcast application and then use the Pellet Pro for the uh, localized dry spot.
0: So I'll, I'll, I'll give you a little, a little, uh, fun fact here is, uh, combining acids with surfactants. So maybe watering in your, uh, citric acid applications with, uh, with your, with your pellet pro or oh whatever it, I'm, Okay, I'm just saying, I'm just saying, I, I don't, I don't know. That may be something I'm, I'm working on internally here and have been for a little bit. And, uh there is a, a okay. marked difference i am seeing combining uh soil surfactants and acids as long as it's they put it all together what were you going to say Ryan? i saw you i saw you about to eat the mic over there what 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 were you going <laughs> to say i cut you off
3: about to eat everything oh so i was having i was, I was yeah i was going to eat everything um what was i going to say oh so i think that's a fine plan i think you know wedding agents can be fickle, right? And, and, you know, we see this in golf and sports stuff. What's work, what works for one person, you know, down the street might not work for you. And so I wouldn't be, you know, I would give it a season for sure, but really try to monitor your results. And, you know, the whole thing of it retaining extra water and all this kind of stuff, here's what it does is it helps um, even out your dry down, right? So that the driest spots don't dry down quite as quickly as what the rest of your lawn does, right? So those hot spots and those localized dry spots don't pop up quite as quickly. You're still going to see them and they're still going to be trigger points of hey, it's time to water the lawn, but I think using the the pellets in that regard, I mean, it's it's very much like a golf course situation. That's how um those type of folks would deploy that kind of solution, right? So of, of a liquid product over the top and then coming back with um the pellets in some really hard and difficult to control localized dry spots, but you know it, I think you will see a difference there for sure. Um, and even if you can, is leave a small entry to check, like in an area that might be like half on a dry spot and half not. You know, just throw like a shoebox or a piece of plywood or something down, because you'll see it. You know, if it's working, you'll definitely see a difference in terms of how that soil dries down. But uh, to Matt's point, the biggest thing with those is if you're going to use anything over the top is you got to water it in. You got to water right. it in. You got to push down in the root zone. So otherwise it's, it's absolutely useless. And depending on which ones you use, especially if you use some of the uh, older, like block co polymers, um, sometimes those can get a little hot and heated, even on Bermuda grass um, and kind of ding it up a little bit if they're left out there and not watered in immediately. So um, here in the Midwest, I would tell you the best day to apply them is when it's raining that doesn't happen out there. So you don't have to worry about that. But I'd be right behind it and pushing that stuff down in as quickly as you can. I think you'll see some good results from that.
2: One of the places that I kind of uh, quote unquote have a check for anything that I'm really applying um, is that, that spot that I, I share on the right side that I share with my neighbor. Um, <clears throat> I've never really told them up front and I've been kind of a jerk about it. But like, you know, I, I fertilize that spot, I mow that spot. all myself i'm not one of those guys that goes right in the freaking middle that's like that's your side this is my side i don't know man i don't believe in that it's such a tiny spot i'd rather just take care of it all you know what i mean it just makes my yard look nicer and bigger um the only thing i would wish he would kind of like you know get the hand is water help me water dude like if you could just take care of the watering i will mow and fertilize and hook that spot up all day long but again he they don't. I, I do water it. even even me like I don't water it as much. I don't look after it. Okay, I don't baby it as much as I do my side. You know, completely of course. So, well, uh, if anything, you know, I will definitely try something on the main spot and leave that spot to see like you know difference.
3: I've heard about this really great course that's on uh, the internet that you can pay. I think it's about a hundred dollars, and it's how to watch videos on how to watch your neighbor do lawn work and then you film them while they do it and tell them what they're doing wrong and then try to help them and use a bunch of products that don't actually work. But you tell them and get them all excited <laughs> that they work. And then when they ask you why they don't work, you just say, Oh, Hey, I've got this new product. It seems like a pretty good deal. I might check it out. I don't know. The reason I had to split a few minutes ago My was because the true green guy came to the door and I had to tell him that, no, that's actually not pithy about their guy. But then he came back a few minutes later and said, Hey, that chest hair looks pretty good. What are you using on that? And I said, Hey, that's subvert MPK. Uh, mft i'm on the matt martin program for the chest hair right just rub a little peptide on it right here (laughs) you know (laughs) and you know i think i think part of that protocol is you have to have a 14 karat gold chain too so i'm all in on all that stuff i'm all in on all that stuff but only only the italians
0: can have the gold chain and the chest hair i'm i'm irish so i don't i don't you gotta need the jumpsuit too the the adidas jumpsuit you're gonna be good
2: yeah
3: (laughs) Yeah, a little MFT up there. Give me some give me some micros and give me some of them peptides. Anyhow, <laughs> but no. I digress of uh yeah, the neighbor stuff is always kind of weird, but the I would agree. If you're if you're one of those, hey, the line is drawn here, here's the property line, like you know, just you know, you're you're an insufferable human being, and I'm sorry, <laughs> right? I, I'm sorry. I just like, can't, just man. I out.
2: see that so often. Now, unless unless both of our yards were completely connected it was one large patch of turf then i understand but i mean dude look at that what i don't know dude i i i don't i don't get it <laughs> yeah
3: i mean you don't want to have uh you you want to try and help him out and you got to tell him hey listen if i leave you and hang you out to dry here you're going to have this little pencil dick that's just looking like trash against my big beefy bastard right and so let's be real here let's let's <laughs>
4: Well, well that was a little hour. It, it, it's called <laughs> it's called meeting people half halfway because yeah. I'm in this I'm in the situation too where there's this all this talk about quote unquote a domination line, right? And you know although I actually create that domination line just by the type of, you know, fertilizer and PGR and weed control applications that I do. And also, the difference is in the mower. Okay? Oh, yeah. Because if somebody's mower is dull, somebody's mower is out of adjustment, that turns into another quote-unquote domination line or my big one is if somebody uses a string trimmer anywhere that also mm. turns into a domination line because oh, uh i forgot I don't that's use your stri-
0: thing ray i forgot about you and the string trimmers man
4: yeah because everything and i repeat everything gets trimmed with rotary scissors and an actual bleeded edger. I mean, that's, that's just, just a signature.
3: <laughs> the old Green dock special. You don't even need a coupon code for that, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> don't even need it. Yeah. <clears throat> so, you know, what What questions do you have? We, we kind of went through a lot. I'm sorry I was out here making jokes and not giving you good advice other than the wedding agents I try, but these guys, I think, had a lot more to offer with your situation, but what questions do you have going into this year? What are you uh, nervous about or concerned about, and what are you looking for? Even if you if you feel good about, it, what are you looking for a little assurance on?
2: So, uh, really, the the you know fixing my nutritional demands. Uh, I think the MPK is something that I, I've given a lot of research. Uh, I've put in a lot of research on. Um, uh, if you pull up my soil test jpink um ph is high 7.4 um and it shows my uh phosphorus is high but i understand that with a ph that high it's it's a deceiving number so it's closer to more to, more to like 40 or 45 parts per million and mm-hmm. uh so i need to i need to give it some uh, some p right so um, all i have on hand is uh is a, a bag of uh of some ammonium phosphate some 1620 and I'm kind of searching for something else that can supply me with more P without really pushing the N or K. Uh, preferably something like, for example, I did order something. Um, it's a water soluble. That's a 10-50-10. and I want to see if maybe that's something that could perhaps help me while still be able to supply some K um, with a high amount of of, uh, of phosphorus. And then I've got some, you know, I've got some D10 plus that I can that I have to that has no P. Um some depth carb and stuff like that. Uh, but I'm, I'm really searching for that extra uh the last part of my uh of sourcing my, my MPK that I can actually go out there and help me fix my P that's out there.
0: You, you, you really don't have to panic a whole lot about the, the K too. And, and the reason why is one, you're high CEC. And uh so I'm not likely to go down yet. You're at 300 parts per million. So it's anywhere. Okay. you know even if if you're if you're moving that up to 350 360 which you're probably not going to do in a year when you're talking about the k rates you're talking about applying so far um that you are still on a gradual decline so you know just remember when it comes to k right you're going to be on a downward trend if you apply roughly approximately half of what you applying in so you know as you're mapping out your year and you're looking at you're thinking to yourself oh well i'm probably going to be somewhere around four pounds in well that gives you the freedom to apply two pounds of k and you're not going to move on your potassium number and you could apply you you know half that and apply a single pound of k to the year and you're going to be in a deficit you are going to move that number now so I wouldn't necessarily just come at it from the standpoint of avoiding K altogether. It's just that if you run into a situation where you can save money by not spending money on K and you you don't have to type of sort of deal.
2: So could I get away standpoint. with, for example, getting through the year without applying any K? Uh,
0: Yeah. Look, and now, and this is, this is going to be blasphemy if, and I'm coming at this from the, the broke ass uh, lawn care operator perspective, right? So um, when, when, you're, when you're a lawn applicator, you're, you're, you're always broke. You never have the money to buy what you need to be doing. Uh, so what I would be doing is I would be blowing my budget on lowering soil pH and just applying nitrogen. That would be my total approach on this. And in fact, I think I could free up enough phosphorus from sulfur and citric acid applications oh, that I could totally yeah, right. get away with just applying ammonium sulfate for the year. Now, I would still feel guilty about that. I would still want to get a little K down. But, you know, <laughs> chances are I'm I'm broke and I don't want to blow the budget on it because I'm already buying the citric acid and the elemental sulfur. So I would be doing ammonium sulfate only on on your particular property right here. Now I would still do some micronutrient applications too just for fun and and just that you know because when you spray them everybody's like oh my is this real grass what did you do and you're like oh yeah yeah that's exactly what that is you can touch it if you want but anyway that would be how i would handle this
2: i i do have um a couple products for for micros i've got you know some of the good old feature and uh some uh some secret uh some of matt's secret juice that i got uh, quite some time ago and um, it's
0: just it's, salicylic acid and micronutrients is nothing special.
2: Okay. Well, it's, it's secret. That's all I gotta know. <laughs> Anyways, uh, as far as NPK, um, all I have on hand that I could potentially apply to my lawn is again some D10 plus. I know that's not a whole lot of K. Really, it's almost nothing. I think. And yeah, that's not uh, a fertilizer it's someone. Will...
0: Please do not use that as a right. fertilizer. You'll, you'll kill oh, all no. your
2: grass. <laughs> <laughs> and uh I do have some 111 that I have just because I want to have it on hand just in case of anything. I do help uh my stepdad, you know, he's he's got a he's got a nice Bermuda lawn. He's got hybrid. So I'm trying to convince him not to <sighs> actually as, as a matter of fact this way off for a bit, short story. Um he went out and applied a product that is it's fertilizer mixed with seed into his hybrid Bermuda and I was like, "Man, what are you what are you doing, dude?" And you know, he doesn't get it, but he, he just sees he sees the label, he sees the product, you know, and he's just kind of like, Hey, it's got to work. Right. I'm over here trying to tell him, look at, look at what I got. You know, I trust me when I say, you know, you don't need that. And you know, he goes off. But anyways, um, for example, that one, one, one is something for him that I'd go and apply it, help him out and make his lawn look nice. Um, and, uh, as far as that, that's it. It's just, uh, nothing else that I have on hand has any K, um, again, just that one, one, one and that's it. And then just some of the, uh, uh, some of that D10+, plus, but again, that's almost nothing. Everything else is just fairly N and P.
4: I have another little question for you, Aldo. Yeah. Now that you have your, your nice Cal trimmer, are you planning on collecting clippings?
2: Not at all. I haven't. In, Thank you. I, I. Yeah, no, not at all, really. Just because, um, uh, well, one, uh, just having to stop and then, Take off the bag again. This is when I was rotary mowing. Um, take off the bag and having to dump it and move that trash can around, or having to walk to the trash can and dump it. I don't know. One was a lazy factor, and two, I understand that that's you know some nutrients going back into the soil and organic matter that can help produce. Um, as far as you know, collecting, it's only when I'm either either scalping or, or I'm, I'm mowing a lot, or I've got a bunch of leaves on the on the lawn. Then I'll bag mow. Once in a while, it's not going to hurt it. But 95% of the time, I am, uh, clippings go back into the lawn.
4: Okay. The only reason why I ask that is because if you're one of those people that picks up every single grass clipping, then I would then become extremely concerned about both your phosphorus and your potassium levels because. When collecting clippings, unless you put back everything the grass uses, you basically have your lawn on what I call the supermodel diet when you oh, okay. collect clippings.
2: One of those CS girl diets?
4: No, worse. No. Oh,
2: okay. Oh, okay.
4: <laughs> worse. I, I, I'm talking about the... The girls in the in the high heels, and they're about six foot tall, and they're about a hundred pounds, and nothing they've eaten, if they do eat anything, has ever stayed in their system more than four hours. <laughs>
2: like some cucumber, and that's it.
4: <laughs> yeah, or celery. <laughs>
2: right, water.
4: So, so if you if you if you don't have your lawn on a, on a supermodel diet, then. Your lawn care will actually be pretty easy and you could even explore, you know, doing Matt's type of program where you just mainly apply nitrogen and, you know, work on liberating your phosphorus. You know, that could be a real inexpensive or less expensive and less complicated way of doing it. But if you insist on doing the supermodel thing, then... Sorry, uh, a lot of P and K is going to be in your future.
2: <laughs> I'm I'm in the mindset of like doing everything I possibly can when it's fit to do so, as in right now addressing pH, fixing my P levels. Um, mm-hmm. I'm not sure what I can do for sodium. You know, I'm not sure if there's anything about that, but that's also something I could potentially address if there's any way I could do that.
4: Actually, Again, although what when you solubilize calcium that soluble calcium then kicks out your magnesium and your sodium from the cation exchange sites on the soil so in other words that program with the citric acid and the sulfur is literally going to act as a flush for the excess of magnesium and the excess of sodium. Because right now your problem is, is that all of your calcium exists in the form of calcium carbonate and calcium bicarbonate, which is not soluble. All it does is just keep your soil pH high. Right. Right.
3: So, Aldo, I just threw up a, a link in the Discord chat for you to take a look at. There's a product. This is by a company called Nutriculture and um, very uh, widely unknown brand. I mean, they, they, uh, Site One carries some of their stuff, but they've got a pretty wide product line and it's not something you're going to find online or anything. I bet if you wrote them an uh, email, they might have a distributor somewhere close by. And if not, they might even send you a bag straight from Chicago at their home office. But their specialty is um, soluble nutrients that are very well put together fertilizers right chelated and micronutrients nice chelated yeah so and that's the nice thing too is that you know if you have watched the micronutrients are a scam video you'll understand the difference between certain chelates right i don't know who made that video but well, some and do. I, and
0: I just want to re- another, re- another white guy i don't there, know that, that if you some if are looking guy. <laughs> If you're looking at a at a at a, uh, at, a at a fertilizer bag that contains uh, phosphorus and there's no chelated micronutrient in it, you're you're in a you're in a losing battle. I mean, that is not it; just ain't gonna work uh, unless you have acid have something in. I'm not gonna get into fertilizer formulation because that's something I spent a lot of time learning and I, I kind of keep that near and dear to my chest. But as a general rule of thumb, if it has phosphorus, and uh, it is it contains a non-chelated micronutrient it is hot garbage this on the other hand is a 10 20 30 soluble Mm. with phosphorus and a host of micronutrients and as you can see they're all chelated and there's a reason for that and as ryan said these people know how to put their stuff together and there's no doubt about it these people know exactly what the hell they're
2: doing edta that's what i'm talking about
3: and so the nice thing about this stuff is not only are you going to get, you know, some of the long-term benefits of, uh, you know, b- continuing to try and soil load some P and K in there, right, and spoon feed it in there, but this stuff is going to pop big time. You know, so it's got a tickle of potassium nitrate in there. Uh, you've got the EDTA iron. I mean, Matt, you go ahead and uh, we're not it pull the curtain back but on a one to ten factor of wow i just put down that 10 20 30 what would you give this on a one to ten scale the day
0: after oh this is this is a 10 i mean the way this is put together everything about this is is they know exactly what they're doing there's no question about it there's nothing about this that i look at and i say that doesn't make sense or uh why in the hell would they do that i mean this is this is great and it Every bit of it makes perfect sense. This is a legit product.
3: What did Billy Bob say in varsity blues? A tan a tan I can't say the last
0: part because I'll get in trouble,
3: but
4: i'll say it I'll leave yeah, it there yeah yeah, but if you can get your hands on a nutriculture product, for example, I've had nothing but good experiences with nutriculture products in fact uh like my favorites were. Ryan, are you familiar with the Bent Special and the Bermuda Special?
3: I can't remember. the, the I think it's 25.5.10 on the Bermuda Special, but uh, the Bent Special is 28.8.18, and it is a fantastic product. It's called Bent Special because they market it to golf courses, but it is highly useful in any cool season turf that you would like to grow. A fantastic well, product to throw down at rates ranging from an eighth to a quarter pound of N. No problem. Insufficient carrier volume, that's the other thing.
4: Right, because the reason why I mention it is because I remember the Bent Special as being the product that I could spray out with some extra chelated iron. And that is literally going to make the grass start to green up as I'm rolling up the hoses or packing away the spray equipment. It's literally going to start the greening process that quick. And the reason why it did that is because a lot of the nitrogen in that product existed as potassium nitrate and ammonium nitrate, for example. So this was just a no-nonsense, no-gimmick, no-scam type of product. It just worked <laughs>
0: And so I and mean, again, look at look at ahead. how well this is put together right here. Can you go down a little bit further? Uh, all right, ammonium phosphate, potassium phosphate, potassium nitrate, magnesium. Th- that phosphate. was my what question right it? there.
2: Derived from, um, I, I just wanted to ask real quick. Me as as you know, your homeowner, your you know, this is my hobby. Um, I considering where my P is, and I'm trying to address that. Um, I'm looking at that middle number, and I know that the twenty. Is less than the 30 that's in the K. Um, I, I know this can't be my sole uh, fertilizer or the way that I'm going to feed my turf. That that's correct. Am I, am I wrong or uh, why why would this? I, I'm for example, I think I mentioned earlier was I ordered a 10-50-10 or some something that could match like a a mono ammonium phosphate or a diammonium phosphate. Um, that that's something that I've also been recommended by Green Dog was find yourself a good MAP or DAP. And uh, why would that differ from that as opposed to this?
3: So this is not going to be a standalone fertilizer.
2: Yeah, this isn't going to be a
3: standalone fertilizer product, but this is going to be like a spoon feed approach, right? Like, And it's really about how you want to adjust your intervals, right? Because I don't think, especially in your climate, you're going to run into um, any issues of, over applying right like if you if you're going out every two weeks and you want to stretch it out to a month or vice versa i don't see there's any problems there but you're going to definitely have granular as a part of your program too and really the whole point of a product like this is to use okay so we're about we're on bent special now but on the 10 20 30 is to use that mainly for the p and k you get the nice pop from the n and then really, it's the end product of your choice, right? So if you wanted to to mimic something similar to this, but a little bit different and flipping the ratio on P to K, use an MKP or DKP, right? And if you're melting in MKP, you can sit there and play with your N all day long until you're blue in the face, whatever you want to use. If you want to melt in AMS, if you want to melt in urea, if you want to use potassium um, nitrate. Uh, nitrate, if you want to use yeah, calcium nitrate, I mean, any of those. You pick your poison and Wait, like Matt said, don't, you pick calcium. Don't pick put it all. calcium No, use calcium. In no don't ca- yeah, don't count calcium nitrogen. Nitrogen. Yeah, no. I'm talking in general dad. terms. General
0: terms. General terms. <laughs> general terms. <laughs> <laughs> the formulator in me, my, my radar went off right there. Do you hear that? <laughs> boo, boo.
3: Boo. Sounded like you were tapping it on the mic yep. there, big dog. I liked it. I, I, I like what I heard yeah. there.
0: <laughs> oh my god, my shocked my face. <laughs> 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 all
3: right. So this is Bent special, Ray. Oh wait 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 we're back to sorry we're back to oh, look at this guy. He's he's and like like a champion over there just switching oh, those man, tabs this is right. unbelievable. I am blown He got, away. he has all the keyboard Hit commands Jay on Pink that clicky keyboard. Producer. Something clicky like that. Clicky keyboard guy.
2: I'm about to Like I said, so MVP. Head I'm, no, I'm, seriously. I'm 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 head, I'm driving this campaign for MVP lawn care of the year. long care MVP of the year. That's J Pink 100%. Fight it me is, if I'm, you disagree. I'm
0: I'm sorry. I got to
2: interject <laughs> right here.
0: The flawlessness of this stream is mind blowing, and I and I just I can't even wrap my brain around it. I mean, even when people have like three second quips, he's on to them and then off of them. It's just I, I mean, a round of applause for J Pink there because this is so Killing it level. This is so my next God. level. It's unbelievable. Apazote. And you, you know what? Mouth. The
3: only thing the only thing preventing him from being like the ultimate team mom, like he would totally pass out jukeboxes and and snacks after the game. Like, but you know, we're all just like too far away. I've got extras. You can have another one. That's right. You can have another one. Yeah. Yeah. If you eat two bananas a day, you'll poop better. I mean, just that, that's, I think that's science, right? That we can talk about that science, right? That's okay. That's not going to get us demonetized. But so like over here on the bent special, um, the 28, let's see, look at him. He's just, he's flying I around. Tried. He's flying I around. Tried. Hair's on fire right now. He's like a middle <laughs> okay. linebacker. He's like Ray Lewis on the field right now. Okay, so <laughs> the bent special, again, a lot of the same derived froms here. And again, you you could use this, uh, Aldo. Like, there's nothing saying that you can't use this stuff. So again, and I'll say this too, of that um, uh, Shat-be-named lawn supply company that you were talking about earlier. What's um, that? What are you talking about? I don't know. It's I've heard of it. It's it's an internet rumor. I, Whatever. We should Go all on. check. We should all check Snopes later on. But in any regard, um, I think they're trying to take this type of setup. I don't know for a fact, and I'm, I might be speaking out of turn. But you know what? I don't care. I've already said words that would get me thrown off this show anyway. But they're not going to throw me off. So um, <laughs> <laughs> I think that this is kind of the same vein as picking out some of the best ones of these that fit into a home on situation and or ease of use or a great formulation. And there's no reason that you can't melt these in and have the same and or better results than what you would get mixed up in a liquid and sent to you. Right. And you're not paying for water anymore. So, you know, some of the, some of the best turf in the world, people get freaked out. They're like, Oh my God, solubles are, Oh my God! You're melting, you know, urea or ammonium sulfate in the tank, like, dude. Some of the best turf in the world is grown with some of the simplest stuff out there, right? And everything in this product, there's nothing fancy or designer or anything. This is just really good, high quality raw materials that are put together very carefully and meticulously so that they work. And I have no doubt that that is what will take place with the stuff from Supply Company. It'll be the same stuff in in this vein but packaged in a way and sent to you um, in a way that Nutriculture can't, like they're just not set up to do that. So I'm interested to see it. I'm excited to see it. And I think what we'll see is probably the cream rise to the proverbial top here in terms of lawn care stuff that's available uh, to homeowners and even pros. I mean, there's, there's stuff out there that I think pros would take a look at um, if they package it in big enough uh, bags.
4: Or even here's one last
2: question for you guys. Uh, oh, sorry. Go ahead, Ray. Go ahead.
4: Yeah. Even in a smaller package, uh, given the nature of that product now, Ryan, I like the idea of say a 10 pound or so package because then I cut that bag. I totally use that bag and there's nothing that's going to spoil on me or take on water or clump up i cut the bag put it in my sprayer and i'm done
3: <laughs> and i think that's a good point because like you know your you your spraying setup is pretty unique i love it but it's pretty unique for a lot what a lot of folks are using right so you get into those 10 pound bags and stuff like that you get on a permagreen you get on a steel green you get on a z spray something like that and those smaller package size absolutely make sense both from a portability standpoint like and taking them in the truck with you and dropping those in the tank as you go ahead and refill throughout the day. But I think it makes mm-hmm. it a little bit more palatable to, um, you know, mix up one tank and then instead of trying to like measure out a partial 50 pounder out there in the field, like that's just, oh, yeah. that's yeah. hot garbage. That ain't going to work. Right. So if I can say, hey, yeah. it's yes. two 10 pound bags, good... I drop these in, boom, we're good.
0: And the rate flexibility too. Yeah. And I'll say this from running a, a, a you know, for the majority of my career. Uh, when, when I, I want, just the smallest amount of fertilizer in the tank. Right. And, and, you know, when you're talking about spraying at 12 gallons an acre kind of deal there, you know, you, you, you can't go too hot. Right. I mean, that's, that's when, uh, uh, you know, you, you got your, your, uh, container of whatever liquid fertilizer it is and you're literally just splashing it in there. Um, it's, You know that way if you if you're only going to throw in you know five pounds an acre seven pounds an acre to run alongside a fungicide for instance right and uh you know it's 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 85 degrees outside you don't need to be bombing it anyway uh, but you're making a visit to the lawn. And so you have to justify that expense to the customer. So you need some sort of visual response of you being there, even if you are only applying a fungicide, right. And so it's an easy thing that, you know, you can, you can throw in, you know, five pounds an acre and, uh, and still get, a uh, response from the turf while you're there for a fungicide application kind of sort of deal.
3: Yeah. And I think in Aldo's case, it's really like, you know, tell us is like, how often do you want to get out there and apply? like what's your ideal scenario is it every two weeks is it every week because i mean really you can chop this onion up as fine as you want it and uh you know take i a know a thing, thing that, or two uh, about GMT. chopping onions probably so
2: yeah
3: oh hey you know you know what that helps it ain't the lawn buddy you know that
2: <laughs> oh, one one question <laughs> i guess I, I can apply quite often um right now you know i'm in a period where i can i pretty much go out there every day and just walk around and just look and say, oh, well, the spots, it still needs something. It needs some more water or um, that pot, that place. It, it, it's funny because right now, uh, my greenest places, my greenest spots on the lawn are my hot spots in the summer. Of, of course, it, it's, it's hot. It's warmer temperatures that are right there. So naturally, they're just more ter- there's more foliage coming out of there. Now, what I'm trying to do is uh, not try to push those parts, at least not until I can kind of get some even green going on there. Um uh but, but actually what I wanted to ask was um if, if you go JPEG if you go back to my soil test um it gives me the recommended uh NPK for the year. Um now I know that that P is gonna be much higher or higher if if anything, but if this was your guys's uh one of your guys's properties, what would your recommended NPK for the year be?
1: Hmm.
0: I mean, okay. Repeat uh, your question there. I spaced out. Actually, I was replying to somebody in the chat.
2: <laughs> if, uh, if Matt, if this was your lawn, if you took care of this property, what would your NPK for the year be as opposed to seeing those, those numbers shown below?
0: Well, I would <clears throat> literally, I just plug this into the, uh, growth probability model to get my in rate right and and then i would leave that there but i i told you i'm gonna go about this the cheapest way i i I possibly can so i'm gonna spray if this was my yard i would spray some foliar micros and i would only apply ammonium sulfate and just worry about mowing it getting down wetting agents probably once a month something like that and this is where i would actually if this is my yard i would have a really good time playing with various wetting agents here right because uh I know it's going to benefit, and so it'd be real easy in this type of, type of scenario to you know, put claims to the test, right, and, uh, and, and do that kind of thing. But, you know, again, uh, budget conscious, all that things, literally, I'm just running ammonium sulfate for the year. I'm going to mow it. I'm going to water it, and then trick it out with a little foliar micros and some uh, and, and wetting agents. And if what does that come back I, with? I PH modification.
3: What did that come back at on GP there, Matt? For total N? uh
0: To to be honest, I have not uh, thrown it in, but I'm gonna say it's oh, okay. it's it's gonna be. I I, I plugged it into not... that
2: uh that uh the subvert one that you got, Matt. Um, yep. mm-hmm. I uh I want to say the three months, my hottest months are like at ninety five percent like growth probability.
3: Oh, I believe that one hundred percent. Did do you remember the
0: NPK though, or at least the
3: N?
2: Oh. Oh, I I can pull it up here. Hold on a second.
0: Here I'm gonna I, I'm gonna throw it in. I'm gonna <clears> set it because it is Bermuda. I'm gonna set it at a uh, a mm, actually, but it's it's gonna be real mode. So I'm gonna keep this at 0. 0.75 uh, pounds of in, and then let me flip this to Fahrenheit because <coughs> Celsius only exists in Canada. Uh, <laughs> hey, if you were if
3: if you was six miles south, man, it'd be Celsius. So whatever. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Uh, where am I? Okay, here we go. Uh, 58.9, 64.5, 70.1, 70.6, 86, 92, 92, 86, 74, 62,
2: 54. Uh, four and a half pounds in. So, yeah,
3: the, um, that,
2: that's, uh,
3: I so that's the thing. Is like, I, oh, yeah. I think on that the the one thing I, w- I would say about the GP model in these arid climates is that it undercooks because of irrigation, right? It doesn't account for irrigation. So that is one thing where I'd be probably leaning more closely to, I wouldn't say, si- you know, the six is here from the spectrum uh, recommendations. Uh, common, I don't know that you'd need to go that high, but I'd say in that four to five pound range is probably fair in uh, in and, and being very deliberate with it in those high growth probability months for sure, like pouring the coal to it for sure,
4: yeah, this is your your actual case for really controlling your nitrogen you know rate and point five pound per month that would be. To me, half a pound of nitrogen per month would be really pushing it on something that I know is going to be real cut. And I'll put I'll this in
0: here that if we drop your max in per month at a half pound, then you're going to be at three pounds in for the year.
2: Yeah, just FYI, all I put so far after I scalped was a third of a pound of that ammonium phosphate, and then I've done nothing else to it since then.
4: Mm-hmm.
3: It's primed. So, ready.
4: yeah, you're ready. It's all good, and that was a scalp.
2: Scalp day. That was a scalp day uh, where
4: uh, you you got it down lower. You what? You dropped down the uh, the the real more a little bit uh down to the last setting, for example.
2: Pl- plenty of scent. Yeah, it definitely was. And then there was some spots where I know where the I've got some you know deep ends. Um I kind of just went in there with the string trimmer in one hand, you know what I'm saying?
4: I know what you mean and I'm not going to say what I call it because right, this is yeah, YouTube.
1: <laughs> right.
4: <laughs> manners. Manners. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I have to be good too.
3: <laughs> I know. I, it's hard for me, but we're we're doing our best right now. So i uh, yeah, I think the the irrigation is a little bit of a game changer. Not collecting clippings is is, is a game changer there. So the three point two on common, I mean, again, I'm I'm gonna let these guys speak. They're much more well versed, especially in common uh, Bermuda grasses. But to me, you know, you really it, it just from a, a, a theoretical standpoint is you push as hard as you can, and again, there's a limit to that, right? And I think. Matt's probably in the wheelhouse of right of half a pound, you know, maybe a, t- a skosh more, but in those, uh, 95% plus, um, growth potential months and really try to push those roots as hard as you can. And that's where, again, you want everything working in concert, right? So you want to be pushing your wedding agents hard at that time, right? So that, um, everything is, uh, well hydrated in the soil, if you're going to do any other additional cultural practices besides the scalp, I don't know. I mean, is there anything else that you would do in summertime to,
2: uh, maybe some more, uh, uh, no, really just mowing. And then, um, I'll probably do another round of sand leveling, uh, for sure. I think I it, it calls for I, sourcing my sands a whole different subject, but, uh, yeah, I, if, if anything, just another hard scalp, uh, sand and then just try to push it again, but not, try to overdo it just because last year I, I went down to the dirt and then I hit it with like probably like a, a pound and a quarter of an and that thing came back with a vengeance and that was the start <laughs> of like you're going to be mowing a lot dude it doesn't matter that it's fully grown back it's still going to grow so yeah which uh, which, which PGR are
3: you going to use which PGR are you going to
2: use uh, I have something it's called edgeless it's pretty much uh legacy in a tiny bottle it's uh and yeah, uh trinex packethel
3: Perfect. Yeah, so your rebound won't be quite stay as stay away uh,
0: hard. Uh, Stay if you
2: get a wild hair up
0: your ass to run uh oh damn it, Ray. What did I what did I spray on the yard last Paclo? year? low? Yeah, don't do that. Yeah, yeah, don't <laughs> Paclo, yeah, you sprayed the Paclo.
3: Paclo on Bermuda?
0: On common, oh, yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. Matt did. What? did. Oh
1: yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And Matt, I trust Matt
0: me, I went into it fully aware that it in all likelihood is a, an effective tool of control in common. So I was running low rates of it and you, it legit grazes the turf, but if you, if you really narrow down on that rate, just right, you can, you can keep it somewhat okay. You can keep it presentable. There's no doubt about it. And you can go in easy, especially running it side by side with, uh, with trim pack. You can easily go two weeks without, without mowing. I mean, like no problem whatsoever. Yeah, that's, that is, that's harsh. It's not um, a good thing. Well, I do not um, recommend that to anybody.
4: Yeah, well, you know, the you were that's
0: where... uh, I'd have to look, but it, it was somewhere around like uh, six ounces an acre, something like that. And I think oh, I was running, I, I saw... uh, 10 to 13 ounces an acre of, uh, of trim pack. And when I say oh, clipping I'm... volume, clipping volume at, after a week was, I mean, I could not fill up a quarter of the bucket in the John Deere. Just at
3: the bottom of it, right? Yeah. yeah, so on, on cool season to give you uh, give you an idea, like if we're trying to take out poa with that stuff, or really trying to suppress it, we'll go twenty four ounces to the acre, and mix it with uh, uh, sixteen to twenty, eh, like sixteen ounces per the to the acre on uh, trinex and Ethyl. Yeah, and that's a normal spray on like a bent grass fairway. Uh, or something like that to to control and hit, beat the crap out of POA. So it's smoke totally the different. To it. it'll uh, smoke the yeah, twenty four ounces, uh, twenty four ounces. Yeah, so you get some really good regulation, and you got to be careful too on cool season because uh, times of frost, like it'll bronze the crap out of something. But um, yeah, it's totally different. I mean, on um, on Bermuda, the, I think the edges will be good because you're you're suppression curve is going to be it's not going to get as high as what you would get out of a, a higher rate of uh, primo or turn x impact but it's going to be a lot softer curve right so you're not going to have that big increase in suppression and then that big fall off and then the rebound that comes after it's a much more um, kind of lower uh, growth curve so or, or excuse me growth suppression curve so you'll it, it's much more forgiving in that sense and i think you'll like it so a good thing to use good thing to have on the shelf good call ray
1: and Virginia, i'll you tell you first. yeah, yeah so, that was that, him that's the big yeah.
0: benefit of uh, a new too right is going to be that uh that rebound curve and i'm going to play with that more this year to watch uh how that interacts with common bermuda because i just i don't have the experience with it so um i had actually, a i had a re, go ahead
4: ray actually i can tell you guys that A new on warm season grass, it basically, what I see out of it is that it smooths out how, for example, trinexapac takes a while to start working, but then once it starts working, you get out of regulation so quick. So what I typically do for example, when I need to regulate somebody's zoysia grass really hard, Matt, you're familiar with my three-way mix of a new Tranexapac and Fleurprimidol, right? Yeah. You know, one, well, that's, that's one two, three. That's the to the wall. <laughs> <laughs> no, being a you month. know what that's called? No, that's called uh, no more than half an inch of growth. In two weeks, on oh, zoysia, no that's question. normally kept at, a, that's normally kept at a half an inch height of cut, <laughs> and on Bermuda, that too translates out very well. But in speaking to flurprimidol, there's a big difference in how it affects Bermuda grass versus paclobutrazol. I find that the fluoprimidol is not nearly as suppressive on the Bermuda and your duration of, of gross regulation is such that I can be assured that the Bermuda will come out of it within a month, whereas if somebody did do a very high rate of paclobutrizole on their Bermuda, I literally do not expect that turf to grow for up to 60 days. <laughs> I don't expect it. I mean, it's it, no, Paclo, Paclo is that serious on Bermuda.
0: Yeah, I'll <laughs> tell you, and Common does not like it, even at six ounces an acre. Now, and mind you, I'm doing real stupid stuff. Okay, so do not repeat this. Anybody who's watching or listening right now, do not do what I was doing. I, I went in this fully prepared to kill. The entirety of the lawn uh but you know six ounces applied ultra low volume out of the permagreen uh with a trend pack in the tank at ultra low volume um, <laughs> uh, you know and this man and, is fearless uh, it, it, it graded out but uh it actually the color <laughs> the color came back and this is this is what's hilarious is that even it was not responding real well to iron uh, and I knew I was, uh, I was a hair a bit low in zinc and it turned out the, the zinc is actually what brought it back to life. So if, if you ever get into one of those situations where you do overregulate and, uh, and you're, uh, I would say a hair deficient in zinc, uh, zinc is, is one of those that, uh, uh, zinc and manganese, I'd say may, may be able to bail you out in that type of situation. Maybe at least it did in my mm-hmm. case.
2: I yeah. wonder where well, I can get some full zinc, year available zinc.
4: Well, hmm. Zinc is a is a factor for you know growth and cell division, so that can kind of help you out. However, the whole point is is to really mind your rate of PGR and also pay attention to how each PGR affects your, the type of grass that you're working with because apparently with PGRs their effect is not uniform across the board, across all grass species. Uh, it, that That's a case of just because you can do it on Bermuda, for example, doesn't mean that you do it on other grasses because, for example, that a new PGR that I was talking about is an entirely different creature when you take that into a cool season grass. Am I right, Ryan? <laughs> it
3: is And it's honestly, I, I it's funny that you guys brought this up is that on a new is I, I had a deep conversation with several cool season turf managers from uh, around the country this morning. Uh, sports turf guys for the most part and just talking about a new and some some kind of hit and miss uh responses and 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 and, um feedback that we got in terms of what folks have seen and the predictability of it right so like the growth curves that they show and and kind of the the preeminent researcher on this is one of uh matt and i's favorite and possibly ray too but Bill Kreuzer at the University of Nebraska-Lincoln has really pioneered this research. Um, I think I heard Matt just get... Yeah, he did. Yeah, he got it. Yeah. So, um, yeah. (laughs) Thud. And, um, yeah, if you look at the growth suppression curves on a new, it really is an interesting um, product to be able to use and have at our disposal because the length of suppression is a little bit longer. The, uh, the modality right of the curve is a little bit less severe in terms of how steep it is and how much you, um, suppress at the peak of it. Right. And the rebound is also less, right. So it's a little bit more forgiving. So like in those situations, like, you know, say a home lawn or say a sports field where you've got, you know, uh, a 10-day homestand and then Billy Joel comes in to play a concert at your baseball stadium or something like that. It's a little bit more forgiving than, Hey, we just took up the floor from Billy Joel and the T-nex wore off and wham, here comes a whole bunch of growth. And Oh, by the way, it was still covered for two days when that happened. And now you got a bunch of Pythium, you know, so it's a different, different strokes in that realm than what you would see in a homeowner's lawn. But I think it's, it's one of those things where you look at the cost relative to, t is pretty inexpensive, right? It's, and it's tried and true. If you get yourself on, um, you know, a, a rate that you feel like you get good control and you stick with that 350 growing degree day model that Bill Kreuzer, um, I don't want to say he invented it, but discovered it. It's pretty bulletproof, right? Like it's hard to screw it up. And so I have no qualms about telling people, hey, follow that 350 GDD. And if you don't know what that is, um, you know, jump in the lawn discord. We'll help you figure it out. That's a, that's a good, good resource to start, but just look up Bill Kreuser and, uh, PGRs. That's another good place to start just on Google. And you'll find that really, it's just about how quickly that grass metabolizes that active ingredient and that growth suppression, and how quickly it falls off. And in summertime, like, you know, here in the Midwest for us and and Aldo, it's going to be the same thing out there for you too. And, uh, X Impact, that part of it is, it's a very short-lived product, especially in high heat, right? So the growing degree days, your growing degree days, base 32, are going to through the freaking roof, through yeah. the roof. I mean, here, if we're 90 and 70 here, you know, which isn't uncommon during the summertime, it's a seven, eight-day window for us. So you got to figure out, this is a good nun too, where if you're really going to get down the wormhole, is uh, using the Greenkeeper app to let it track all your stuff right. for you. So um, rather than, you know, put the guesswork in trying to do all the math and everything like that, Greenkeeper app, even the free version will track GDD for you and give you pretty good insights on as to where you're at with that. So I think it'll be cool to watch common in your climate under PGRs. Um, I'm kind of curious now too. I might, I might dig into some of the the Phoenix and Palm Springs guys and you know, it's not quite the same, but it's close. Yeah. Just to see That's, how they um, get down with
2: that. It's a very similar area when it when it comes to like weather and you know climate just in general. Phoenix and Palm Springs pretty much identical. We're probably getting much less rain compared to those two areas. But Other than that, temperatures are almost the same. So when people ask, like, "Oh, what what are your temperature? What's your weather like?" and I'm like, "You ever been to Phoenix? Yeah, it's like that." <laughs>
0: Yeah. Have uh have any any of it thank you, Jackson. Thank you, sir. Uh have any of y'all ever sprayed uh Velocity, Bisbrack Sodium? Yeah. What do you want to know about it? That was, no I damn I, well I yeah, haven't some, some some old school stuff there. I Yeah, I don't, they don't, don't make it how, anymore. No, they don't. They don't. And in fact, actually, you know what? Ignore me. I don't know where I was going with that. I was having a chat with someone in the chat about uh uh poetry so, I, I got no it. so it was more it was
3: marketed as that and poetry was never on the label for it it was tested for it but um here's the thing with herbicides in cool season trying to take Poe out right you know we don't have we don't have the luxury of sulfonylureas that we can wipe out cool season out of warm season like you guys down there south of canada right that just doesn't work here <laughs> so that's um, called the United States. The United States. The united un- states. <laughs> the un-United states. Just remember, we won the war, man. All right. So <laughs> the uh, <laughs> the thing with Velocity was that you're trying to take Poet Anu out of Poa pretensis, right? While asking to take it out of the same genus can get a little dicey right so that that's kind of one of the downfalls that it had it was pretty good in taking um both poetry and um poet annual at a bent pretty good but not great like so it, it was one of those things that came on the market maybe 15 years ago came out not long before exonerate came out and exonerate i believe is yeah. still around exonerate um, is yeah i don't know how with, many people with, use it but it's around and And so, the new one now is cure and that's that's one that's literally only labeled. It's not even labeled in every state yet. It's only labeled for golf. It will n- likely never be labeled for uh residential maybe sports turf, but it is um it's probably the the greatest hope in terms of if you're trying to eliminate anal bluegrass or poetriv uh from a stand what and kind even of it is? does work.
2: Not Triv. Annual. What was the first I thing I heard said? the same thing, Matt. I was like, What'd what? You I was just wondering. Anal? No,
3: I didn't say. No, 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 no. You, okay. you guys That's are. That's what I heard, <laughs> buddy. I was dreaming. I'm not I'm playing the we're in the mud, dude. An, annual. Annual. No, no, not the Freudian uh, slip.
0: So I, I never could get the timing right on uh, uh, Bisprac Sodium to control Poetry. It was such a weird thing that, you know, you needed s- temperatures over a certain temperature, uh and you had to make three applications three weeks apart, right? Well, by the time I got to that ninth week in the temperature range, it was normally dormant and gone uh before, you know, it comes back in the in the in the in the winter. Really, you typically don't see poetry till the next spring down here in where I live in the in the United States of America. But um, so it was it was difficult because you could get in two applications, but you never could get in that third application timing wise. Uh just because it would go it would go dormant. It would be gone by then.
3: Just to let you know too, if you try to take out anal bluegrass, uh just make sure you pull it out really slowly.
2: <laughs> yeah. uh, I'll, take, I'll take your word for it, Ryan.
3: I don't know. I, yeah. I read that on the label. <laughs> <laughs> You guys brought it up. I didn't even think I said it, but I had to address it. So. Papi,
2: you I'm said it, Bluegrass yeah.
0: heard it, too. He he commented in the chat. He said he heard it. Yeah, we'll find the time code. Yep.
3: Put, make me a meme.
0: <laughs> clip it. Somebody clip it. <laughs> <laughs> Jason Trailer said he heard it, too. Look at that.
3: <laughs> there we go. There we go.
4: Yeah. But that's, well, uh, that's just... Uh, Like the products are just basically coming and going and oh by the way, uh exonerate that's another product. And in Hawaii. Well a lot of these two
3: they're very persistent, right? Even Poe Poe Cure has uh pre emergent properties, right? And it's which means it's persistent. So I'm sure Hawaii Department of Ag is going to say, mm mm, not here. Can't do it.
4: Actually, it's not the, it's not even the Department of Ag that I got to think about. It's actually the Hawaii Department of Health. Ah. Because you see, the Hawaii Department of Health can overrule the Department of Agriculture if there is potential for a product to be a, ground or surface water pollutant. because did you guys know that for the longest time I couldn't even get sulfintrazone in Hawaii and what it took was somebody in the Department of Health that objected to it had to retire and then the you know, and then the, the the registration process went through, you know, and I could get get a hold of dismiss. But for I think about five years after Sulfintrazone was labeled for turf in the United States, I just couldn't get my hands on it.
3: So yeah. Tough situation and I think that's the thing is that there's a lot of hope that comes out with these products and So far, I mean, Poecure had such a long registration process here in the States because they didn't have the data that the EPA required. You know, it Mm -hmm. it was getting registered in other countries and obviously it came from South Korea and not not near the amount of hurdles to clear over in Asia for it to get labeled. But when it came here, so they had to do all that testing basically as they went, right, And, and finding sites to do it and everything like that. So a lot of what they've learned here is kind of pigeonhole them uh, to what I understand that it will be a golf only product for a long time, if not forever um, just because of they're you know, they're a relatively small company and you know, it's not a Syngenta or a bear or something like that, taking it to market. And from the sounds of it, again, just what I understand is that they would not sell out to those folks.
2: Look at uh, the they would, price they would on keep that. It in Pretty sure that didn't say California either. I thought I needed it, but just, That's what i look at first thing i look at of course is california can i use it here in my state i'll tell you how you get rid of
3: poa look at the weather channel right that'll take care of your poa problems out there
2: yeah yeah (laughs) if it's here it lingers very little and then it just it's gone
4: yeah yeah i think poa will only live about two or three months uh in imperial valley (laughs) to be honest with you yeah yeah at best Otherwise, it's During just During those, too... those
2: months I told you about, those three months, it, it, after that, it's, it's gone. If, if anything's alive right now, it's dying, for sure.
4: Yeah, I
0: was yeah. going to say, it checks out here usually around June. So uh, if it's checking out here in June, then it's, it's got to be out of your way by March, April. Now. May. Yeah. June. Yeah. July. Yeah.
4: August, because I know September. 2019... I was super excited to see my first live in-person poa annua, 2019. What? Yeah. I was excited to see my first actual poa plant.
0: Where did you see it?
4: Oh, at the golf course I maintain.
0: Was it, was, it, and, uh, was it a resistant variety of poa? Because that is when the fun begins
4: no not not resistant and the reason why the pola even emerged is because we had a weird month february 2019 where daytime temperatures literally did not go above 70 degrees for that entire month
0: <laughs> that is prime wow. so, right there yeah, yeah. and
4: Especially normally the- no- Normally, that does not happen in Hawaii, where we, we get more than a day or two of sub-80 degree or sub-75 degree weather. It just doesn't happen. So that was a weird month, and uh, I was just all giddy with excitement. Ooh, poor. <laughs> but Ryan. I saw t- What's up? And you see that uh, that practice uh, tee be- behind me in my background. Mm-hmm. That's where the pole came out. And you know where the pole actually came out. Of the ground. Where... Where... No, where where the golf students had refilled their divots with some sand because the rest of that that teaching tea got spectacle in halloween and again at thanksgiving i so would there...
3: doubt that that came off a tourist shoe that came in from somewhere on the mainland right the continent of the united states mm-hmm. and probably brought poet in
4: with them i'm not kidding you i, I wouldn't think that it would be the necessarily a, a tourist I, i'm more like uh i'm looking at the golf instructor that you know uses that that teaching Tina and, and I'm saying hey man uh what did you bring in on your shoes dude <laughs> i mean look so at what I, you you brought <laughs> because he, he golfs here. in the continental us too <laughs> uh, so
3: well and that's so no, it's so I, for so, sure that...
4: so i i gave him a little bit of stuff about that i said hey man look at what came in on your shoe because technically poor annua does not Exist in Honolulu, okay, it doesn't it's
3: not yeah, it's not a native plant an indigenous plant, right,
4: or endemic, even it's not even endemic here, mm. so so and, and I know that other than where the sand divots were were filled up with you know the the divots in the teaching tea were filled up with sand, absolutely no poa on that tea because. I basically keep that area coated and pre-emergent 12 months out of the year.
3: <laughs> so the moral of the story here is, Aldo, is that if anybody from uh, coastal California comes over to your house, you need to have them dip their shoes in Clorox, right, before they ah. can actually walk anywhere near the lawn,
4: right? I'd be worse. Right, yeah. Sure. i I'd, I'd, I'd go over their shoes with either a torch or a steam cleaner.
1: Sorry. They do the... Charlie, No, seriously. your feet
0: up. I'm going to torch them.
2: <laughs> I don't care that you have Yeezys on. Put Where them up. have you
0: been traveling? Where the hell have you been? Sit your ass over here. We're torching your feet.
1: Yeah, we're you we're going to skip.
0: walking at you wearing a propane tank on his back with a with the blowtorch in his hand you're just like gonna take care of the Po on your feet yeah uh, man i would be running yeah, come here come here boy <laughs> golly i would be trucking it out of there
3: well all i just want to say that it's you know i i think it's been cool to follow and watch you know this this thing from afar um you know the one thing i've always admired is that you know for people that don't know you or from the discord and everything like that is the dude's a really talented musician like super talented and um i think shut there's up, a lot Aldo. of shut up yeah listen this isn't funny if you that's total inside baseball you would you would not know that we were talking about but in yeah. any event i think there is a lot of that um uh dormant i don't want to say ba I want to, I can't say the words, but there, there's a lot of that where you just have to like work it at it, work at it, work at it. And then finally, yeah. like there's a time where the lights come on and it's like, you just got to do it, right? Like you got to perform. And I think that's kind of the thing that we, us nerds that are on here enjoy, right? Is that whole like learning, 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 and then applying it and then watching it all come to fruition. Like, so I, I love the, the corollary that's there between, you know, what Very you do with satisfying. music and, it is. It is. And but there's like that time, right? There's that time that Matt Absolutely. knows that his clients had to have the lawn looking good, or Ray knows that you know the bowling green that he has has the big you know tournament or event or whatever it is. Or the golf course has this tournament, you know, whatever it is. You know, a game. You know, for me, whatever. But like, it's that whole process of like, it's got to get a little bit better. I got to practice more. I got to learn this. I got to do this and incorporate more and more and more to be a better player, to be a better turf manager. And so I appreciate you for that. I really do. Uh, and bringing that kind of mindset to what we do because it's appreciated very much so. So I, I appreciate that about you. And I'm, I'm glad that you came on with us tonight.
0: Thanks. Yeah, Aldo, this time 13 years ago, I, you know, I can remember sitting in, uh, in the, the, the office at the golf course reading um, the old school lawn forum uh, where this is where I legit saw Ray for the first time. Right. And, uh, it was called (laughs) lawn site. And, uh, I would, I would be reading what Ray is doing and just, it would put me into this tailspin of the different things. I was like, Oh, I'm like, man, okay, I'm not going to buy that. And I'm going to buy that, but I'm only going to get a small thing of that. So I can put it over here, you know, it, because I was so, I was so freaked out that I I did not want to make a mistake that I, how many times I came close to making horrific mistakes by just not acting versus just going ahead and getting done at least what I know the foundation needs to be. Right. And, and I, and so when, when, when we do get the opportunity to talk, talk to you and, and, and watch people learn and watch people grow, it's coming at it from the standpoint that, Listen, the reality the situation is, is that w- what it all comes down to is at least get the foundation right. And then everything you do outside of that, chances are, is going to be a building block or a stepping stone in the right direction. But what's most important is that you took that first step to getting the foundation correct, getting the, the basics where, where they needed to be. So that way you have the flexibility to to go out and try new things. And uh and let that let that be what keeps you awake at night. Is what you're going to try new, and let it be understood. And what gives you peace and solace, and able to sleep at night, knowing that you at least have the foundation
2: figured out. Well, you. Yes, appreciate that, that, sir. It means a lot.
4: <clears throat> yeah, that's. Uh, I I, and I think I I really applaud you for getting down the basics and the, and the fundamentals and really embracing them versus chasing after the magic miracle, you know, products, additives and, and whatever. It's like, no, let's get the, get the basics right first. And then, you know, once you get the basics right, then everything else gets relatively simple because I know in my life, Having the basics right makes or breaks me because pH is no good. Uh, I'm going to have a long year if my p and k is really off. I'm not going to have a good time either. So by getting the basics, you know, down and addressed, you know, that just makes your lawn care so simple by comparison makes your life easy so you can go to sleep at night you you know you can think about other more important things so you know you, something you know,
2: uh, I, I would say uh, i'm sorry something i would say long care has taught me is as i've always considered myself to be quite patient um again what, what ryan deferred to earlier was that uh like, you know, be, being a musician, like to the viewers that don't know me, I've played guitar since I was in high school. And, you know, it, part of me would, can be quite cocky about it. Sometimes I won't, I can be, now I could say I'm a little bit more, you know, uh, humble about it. But yeah, there were these periods of time where it's just like, you got to sit down and learn these things. And, you know, as far as, you know, the technique and, and, and fundamentals of just guitar playing, that takes... Years, guys, years of time mm-hmm. to just be able to have the patience and have that discipline to just be like, dude, you're gonna learn this, just stick to it. <clears throat> now with lawn care, that that's visual. That's not hearing it as opposed to guitar playing, as opposed to like, yo, all those hours and hours of this little, you know, exercise has helped me f- you know, be able to play this part of this famous solo that you hear of, you know what I mean? But you can hear that, but you don't get that with long care. You actually have to you know, put in the time and, and, and the effort and really just years of building, for example, building your soil and, and just um being able to see it. That's like, yo, you could see all that time and effort that I've done as opposed to like, you know, when you want to compare that to like guitar playing, you just like, yo, suddenly I could do it. I just got to clean it up. And then like, yeah, there you go. Um, actually, J-Ping, if you, if you put up the picture of when I actually bought my home. It was a nice layer of crispy uh, common Bermuda that once upon a time may have been decent but I uh gave if it's, it's, <laughs> oh okay oh sorry i guess not but yeah it's when i just bought my home i took a picture of the house from the street and it was just uh it was nothing but just fried you know maybe two inch high common bermuda that was just gone long gone maybe i don't know when was the last time that somebody was maintaining that turf but um you know i take a lot of pride in that i get a lot of compliments from the neighbors that are like oh look at this crazy guy out here always freaking mowing his lawn what's the problem Always trying to like you know rub it in everybody's faces, but like same time I do get compliments and it feels good, you know. Um, but but back to that, I mean that there's there's a uh, there's a process to this. People always ask like, hey, like you know, what? I want a lawn like that, or they could ask me, hey, I want to play like you, dude. How how do I? What do I got to do? What kind of guitar do I have to get? There you go, that's the one. Oh, that Lord that was have mercy. that was day one. Whoa. of, uh, of my lawn. <laughs> good work, sir. Yeah, it was. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you very much. Appreciate that. <laughs> um but yeah again it's just it's it's Wait, a process. Did you say thank Trust you very That's what I said. <laughs> You're
0: You're gonna gonna you, say, for that. you know my kids I- interchange Japanese and English when they speak to me sometimes and you have to It's it's funny. I heard someone else do that. I'm I'm not I'm not used to hearing that in other languages. Thank you very much. Mm. I'm going to steal that.
2: Dude, it's Spanglish all day every day here, man. Yeah, before and after. How uh, you know those memes you see, how it was, how it's going. Kind of thing. It's that's that's it right there. The money shot. Again, you know, back to, you know, just the process. Um it takes time. You're not going to get this kind of thing overnight. You're not going to learn uh some Eddie Van Halen solos overnight. You're not going to have a nice stand of turf overnight. You know, that takes a lot of time and effort. And really like, you know, for example, people ask you, "Yo, what kind of fertilizer are you using?" It's not the fertilizer, man. It's the amount of time I'm out here. Um, as a matter of fact, um, uh, Ryan Nor uh, a long time ago, when he had, uh, as a matter of fact, uh, it, Matt was on his podcast a, a couple years ago, and uh, it was the time when he had brought Connor Ward over to his house, and he had that podcast in his office, and then they asked him, like, you know, what do you, what do you, you, know, what do you do on your lawn? What do you put out there? And Connor said, "Time. It's time that you're out here. That that's every time you come out here, you see me out here. You're, I'm working on it." That's the number one thing that you're, you know, you can give to your lawn is uh, is the effort and the patience and the discipline to be like, yeah, hey, I gotta go mow. I need to mow. I need to water. I need to address whatever issue that's there. And, you know, that gets overlooked a lot of times. Some people are just like, hey, you know, what is it? Can I just go buy it at Walmart? Can I just go put that down? And then suddenly <laughs> I'm, I have a lawn like you. I mean, you could try. Let's
3: guys yeah. that ask for the tabs to eruption like on youtube right man where's the tabs for that like that that now you don't understand dude like that's that's not gonna do anything right like that is the that is the uh designer product of uh right. guitar youtube is to hey man where's i saw, the tabs a, video, I saw for... a
2: video a lesson on 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 youtube that taught me how to do it and you're just like okay dude okay <laughs> what's I the go p down, down between the seven
0: and five why has it got a p between the seven <laughs> and five what <laughs> note is p i didn't
2: know that was a note where is that in the fretboard?
0: i don't see it on my damn guitar
3: no and that i just like i said I, I thought about that earlier today when i knew you were coming on and i just thought that that the music thing is such a great corollary to what we do and what we face as turf professionals every day of just like I said, of like having to learn, 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 and then just compress that all and try to deliver. Right. And it's, you know, the performance is different or whatever, but I, I just, I enjoy that fact. And I, I think that maybe you do, maybe you don't, but it's my perspective on, I think maybe why you appreciate it and enjoy it so much. So like I said, I've enjoyed following it. I know these guys have too, and we're grateful to to have you on as the first guest of Thirsty Thursdays. Now, do we want to tease? Do we want to tease anything for next week or do you you may or may? I've heard.
2: I have heard you may or may may not have another musician. Just blow it
3: up. All right. So next week, next week, we have uh, at least one, possibly two very special guests. Okay. so our next guest next week will be uh, Tuesday, 8 p.m. Eastern for Thirsty Thursday with the All Pro Turf Crew and Mr. Ryan Knorr. (laughs) Ryan, <laughs> every every wife who's watching this with their husband right now just did the same thing auto oh, it's okay we get it they heard ryan or slug trails yeah, <laughs> yeah sorry. the, the yeah. fanboy coming out here. no seriously the, the ryan the norm music channel mute my the, mic yeah the views are going to go way up here in about six minutes matt's going to do <laughs> most of that traffic but it's okay but in any regard, uh, Ryan Orr is going to come on here and talk. If you if you don't follow him on uh, YouTube, I highly encourage that you do. Uh, he just put out a video recently here the other day about uh, a trip that he took down to Georgia to visit a company called Real Rollers. Uh, real Rollers sells uh, a variety of different reel mowers for homeowners, and at their site, they actually have a what they call turf park. So it's uh, Bermuda. I think there's some zoysia there. Ray Ray's getting excited. And we're going Some to look glorious at their El sol- Toro. My goodness! So, hey, <laughs> you got it. <laughs> are we going to? Is this going to be an intervention or is this going to be an episode, gentlemen? What are we? What are we going to have next week? I just need
0: to know why El Toro. It probably had to do with availability,
2: right? But uh, why El Toro? Well, i be also thinking it's um, very slow growing, and and then he non-thick. did
0: Xeon too, and I'm like, dude, the tried and true Z52.
1: But well, it's that's not what sexy. I don't know I what it,
3: they I get it. I get it. I don't Maybe know what they have the a lot challenge. of down there from lawn. Well, is it is it also too like they're trying to mimic what lawns are down there? I don't know Atlanta that well that's to a tell good you point. Like, what.
0: Yeah, you're gonna see a lot of emerald. You're gonna see a lot of Xeon because everybody stopped growing emeralds. So uh, yeah, that okay. actually is is makes perfect sense. That's probably. Uh, I was say
4: makes, that I had... makes, Go ahead. It makes Ray. sense, but uh, I can also tell you that. Uh, I got a sneak uh, peek at uh, the soil test that Ryan Noor drew from the, oh, the turf part. Yeah. He's going to spoil the whole episode and, now.
0: Lord have mercy.
4: No. And it was like, uh, okay, there's a lot to, to explain here. So, yeah, <laughs> and I'll so leave I it think, at that. I think-
3: I think the, the the big thing next week is Lee, who is uh, president, one of the co-founders of Real Rollers, I believe has agreed to come on as well with Ryan, and we're going to talk about the soil test. And I think what he is really looking for is, I just invested six figures really into building this thing, right? And it's a huge core component of their business, and now how do I take care of it? So I, I, I think we can help him with that. I know he's had uh, some help from uh, some highly unqualified and professionals so far, and we'd like to <laughs> correct correct that trajectory if we can sooner rather than later. And if you <laughs> do like what you see, go. Oh, oh, was that just a flash, or are you are you throwing that up for real there, sir? Throw them up. Now this is a tribute to our current guest, uh, Mr. Aldo. Right? He um, liked and was so moved by our constant recommendations and drum beats of, yeah, you all just need a one-one-one. You all just need a one-one-one. That uh, he made a excellent, outstanding graphic uh, that he dropped on the lawn Discord again. If you're not a part of that, you ought to go on and check it out. But in any case, uh, stickers are available. Maybe, maybe we can put them on the Grass Factor merch store or something like that. We can, we can hook that up. Maybe right?
0: The, the lawn Discord.com. You can always go there too.
2: Yeah, yeah come holler if you guys are interested in some stickers. You can hodge boy on lawn Discord.com. Hodge boy.
3: All right. Gentlemen, especially to our producer who has kept this uh, hey uh, on track. Quick, quick
0: before, before we go, go ahead, are go we ahead, gonna go do a show after the show? Yeah. Okay, I I'm mean, just making Jared. sure. I'm just making sure, and I'll explain to everybody the show after the show is not for everyone. Uh, I I just warn you, it's it's uh, <laughs> it's 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 crude, it's rough, and uh, and if you're not into that sort of thing, it's, it's probably not the show for you. But um, the link will be in the <clears throat> grass factor discord for members only for 10 minutes, um, after the show. So, uh, if you're looking for it, check dirty deeds, it'll be there for 10 minutes and then it'll be gone forever. And, uh, and I, I make no exceptions to that because these things, uh, what, what, what happens in the show after the show stays in the, in the show after the show and that's it.
3: And disappears very soon after, but yep, Aldo, Get thank you so mind. much for coming oh, on. I
0: will. I'll, I'll roll. Thanks. I'm going to
3: roll this.